Hey everybody, welcome into another wonderful episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm Mozzie joined by my... Oh wow, no, that's not right. I'm Muscle. Hey. I'm the Muscle. I'm not even drunk. I'm the Muscle joined by my co-host Mozzie. How you doing, Mozzie? I'm doing swell, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Just a little frazzled, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> no specific reason, it just happens. So, it was a yeah. long day at work, so I'll give you a pass. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Um so yeah, um, quite a week. Um, obviously, the headline is the once injury. We'll talk about how to deal with that. Um, a couple other guys went down. You got to watch some concussions. But um, if this was your first playoff week, hopefully you you made it through. Um, and if this was getting you in, hopefully you know you you made it in. I am alive and some advice. Hmm? <laughs> and said hopefully you took some of our advice. Yeah, m- most of it was solid. Most of it, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm alive still. In uh, two of my four leagues. Yes, actually, same. I'm alive in two of four leagues. Yeah. One, I just two, I didn't make the playoffs at all. Yeah. One, I I just got knocked out of the playoffs. It was a week fourteen start. Um, another, I barely missed out because Brady uh, shit the bed for me. And then, um, well, a couple other guys did, but um, and then, yeah, I'm alive in hours, and then I'm alive in the one I'm doing for my buddy. So. Are you Except, the favorite in ours right now? Um, I think it's pretty even. Me and Andy are, are Andy and I are both like pretty similarly projected, so it'll, that'll be a good one. Andy's team is pretty solid. Um, he's got girly. Yeah, so he's got a good ceiling. Um, and then the one I'm doing for Anthony, um, it's they, it's it's like their first year trying it, and so like they set up like a two week each round, and then like week seventeen is included in the second round. So this week, um, I gotta get him like a ton of points because um, the other guy had like. Uh, Bell and Hunt and Adams, and like Whoa. I'd I'd had uh, uh, Kamara and Miller in, so I'm like oh, I got to make up like 50 points. I'm like, Shh, man, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. All right, but um, yeah, so you know, hopefully you're still in it. If not, still keep up with it. As we mentioned, it's important. Yeah, definitely still keep up with it. It's always fun just to play the. Uh... And you can actually watch football. Yeah, that's the big thing. You can just watch the game and have fun with it. You can do your little side bets or anything. Yeah, all right. So let's get into the bangers and mash, uh, the studs and duds of the guys who banged out the wins for you or mashed your hopes and dreams. Um, let's start off with um, a pair of guys from the AFC North. Yeah, so uh, the first quarterback we need to mention as a stud is the guy who's kind of been the talk of the week on a lot of shows. That's Big Ben. I mean, gosh, got over 500 yards passing, which is insane. Mm-hmm. That's just insane to even think about. He threw the ball five lengths of football field mm-hmm. <laughs> to receivers, 200 of them, two football fields, went to Antonio Brown. Uh, but Big Ben just looked on. And he tends to do this, especially in those divisional games. He's at home. It's in prime time. Like, if you had Roethlisberger, you're probably starting him. Yeah. And he showed that. Fuck up! I mean, five, like he played awesome. Yeah, since so, the yeah. bye, he's just been on fire. Like he, everyone's like, "Oh, he's done." And I know, like, I had an opportunity to trade for him with Carr instead, which, uh But um, yeah, big Big Ben is is. Yeah, there's there aren't many situations in which you sit him, like unless you have like Wilson or Breeze or even then it's pretty. Or, sorry, Wilson or Brady. My bad. Um. I got a big fan of a breeze, obviously. But um, yeah. if you have Rodgers, that's a tough decision you'll have to make. Is like, oh, do I start Rodgers in this first game back or keep riding Big Ben? It's a, it's a tough one. And that then, is a tough one. Yeah. But I will say this. Big Ben, 
I believe I was listening to something earlier that said that Big Ben pretty much has won like 80% of his games in December. So he's a like he does well at the end of the year, and it's definitely showing this year yeah. as well. He's so clutch. I think the rest of the year, he, I don't know. Consider him some matchup proof. Yeah, he, he gets Juju back this week too, which will help. And then, so the other guy who was my stream of the week, uh, Kaiser, uh, showing up for you. He uh, he had three passing touchdowns, which I'm pretty sure is his, is his uh, career high. Um, got some got some rushing in. Um, in our league, he got 20.3 points, which, I mean, 20 points for a streaming quarterback. That's I'll take that. Yeah, Kaiser had a great week. Yeah, this was this, this his... This was his lowering rushing total, I think. Uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, and, and in full games, I think it's his lowest rushing total. Um, only seven yards, but I mean, when he passed for the touchdowns, it's pretty good. But they should have won that game. I know last week we pretty much called exactly what happened. Yeah, we were like, well, we want to call the Browns, but at the very end, the Browns are probably going to brown it up, and that's <laughs> exactly what happened. Oh man, yeah, oh, sad, mm-hmm. sad panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um. Those are those are the two guys I got. There was some other good quarterback play, um, but I was those are the two that I felt kind of you know I wanted to toot my horn a bit, and then we had we had to talk about Big Ben, um, and we'll talk about some more guys too throughout the show. Yeah, of course. So on yeah, to some cannot, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah, on to some running backs. We got uh, Rod Smith, who uh, that that run out the clock time man. He and he, as he broke off that long one too. That was he had a good game. Yeah, he had a great game against the Giants. That, I mean, yeah, let's be honest, the Giants are they're pretty bad. But I don't think uh, we were expecting Rod Smith to get this percentage of the fantasy points in, in like comparison to Alfred Morris. Yeah. We did. We have been talking about him though for a couple of weeks. Like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, and I mean, he had the eighty yard or the eighty one yard pass uh, that he ran in pretty much. I think I read that Dak had like just around a hundred air yards and like the other two hundred something. We're like yards after catch. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's how bad the Giants are. Um, but um, yeah. So with him, I it's a tough decision. I mean, he's he's worth a look, obviously, just because he had he's pretty good. It seems like at least he had a good week last week. Um, he got the speed, but I think it's sort of uh, chasing points. Um, sort if you have really bad options, he's worth a look because I mean the Raiders have a really bad defense, so it could be another similar thing where they get up and get to the running backs a lot so if you're gonna chase points this is the next week to do it but i i wouldn't i would be wary of starting him right away again i like him for the rest of the playoffs though against oakland and at home against seattle well, those are favorable i think that'll be a little more worried about but next week against oakland he's still a pretty solid play i think he's like a flex guy definitely here at oakland Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he basically had the same kind of touches as we've seen Kamara get. He had like 16 carries the whole – 16 touches, sorry, the whole game. And uh, he produced a lot with it. He got 33 points out of this. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not as good as Kamara, but he had a good showing. Sorry, 11 touches, not 16. Gotcha. 11. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when they put the ball in his hands, it looks like he can do some work, at least against bad teams. And – uh Oakland's defense looks pretty lackluster right now. Yeah, they're they're Horrible. struggling a lot, and Cooper's done. So, yeah, they're gonna. This is definitely another running back game for Dallas. Um, so another running back who's in a committee that has come onto the scene a little bit, Jonathan Stewart, and he seems to he seems to always fucking do this, man. Like, 
every year. Every year, like at the end, he's like, "Hey guys, I'm here." Like, <laughs> I, it's December now. I'm gonna start playing again. He's gotten touchdowns the last three weeks. Um, I was this past week got three of them. Um, he's getting he's getting some touches. I mean, 15, 11, 16. Um, I mean, actually, he's been he's been double digit pretty much since week seven. And actually, there's only one game where he didn't get double digit carries. So, like, I mean, they're giving him the ball. It's just, it's it's it it hurts both of their value, like him and Christian McCaffrey, because like, you never know who to play each week. I was seeing PPR McCaffrey's got value regardless, but mm-hmm. um, and against Minnesota too, you did not expect this blow up game from a like a ground based running back, like one that doesn't really get much pass catching. So like, uh, I mean. He's not a bad play against Green Bay next week. I'm just if you've got no options, obviously he's worth a look. But yeah, I, he's a solid option. I don't want to. I don't want to trust a running back there just because he could have easily lost one or two of those to Newton. I mean, when they right. get on the goal line, it's kind of a crapshoot who's going to get it. And he had that really huge run too, which definitely added to his yard total. Yeah, I don't. It's not obviously not going to be as good, but if you need like a ten-point game from a running back, he's a pretty solid choice. But I'm not going to. Who's he, uh, who's he play after Green Bay? It's Green Bay, and then Tampa. Oh, yeah, so I mean, not bad the next two weeks. And, and he's at home, division so that helps. Yeah, I like it. He's like an RB three, or maybe well, weak RB two flex kind of guy. Yeah, and then. Oh, some some other running back studs who we actually just I know we discussed in our playoff special last week. Um, you want to talk about Fournette a bit? Yeah, I put Fournette in here because even though there were running backs that you know outscored him this week, definitely uh, he had the t- he had the tougher matchup. Def- like he had to go against Seattle, and I actually I believe in one league, uh, in my one league where I'm pretty stacked, where I kind of had the option to sit Fournette. I did sit Fournette for Camara. Camara got hurt. I think he would have done well anyway if he hadn't. But Fournette got 21 points against Seattle, and Seattle's pretty good at stopping the runs. Uh, so yeah, Fournette. I think from this point on, if you haven't already considered him like sort of matchup proof, I would go ahead and do that. Worry was the whole ankle thing, but he yeah. seems he seems past that. And that that uh Seattle. Uh, Jacksonville game was higher scoring than anticipated. Probably higher scoring than a lot of people anticipated. Yeah, but, definitely. I mean, yeah, it worked out. Um, as far as the carries behind him, we can talk about that more in a bit. It's it's kind of unclear. It seems like Ivory's the guy more so. I don't know. But, I mean, Fournette's the only guy you want to actually play. <clears throat> and they get Houston this week. <laughs> it's going to be a, it's a really good game script. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Houston has a good run deed, like on paper by stats, but I mean, eh. but they're gonna be behind. For... It's TJ Yates. Like start, start your Jags D. Start, start Fournette. I would even think about Bortles, um, which we'll talk about again as well. But and probably the kicker Lambo. Yeah, start your Jags this week. <laughs> wow, that's so weird. That sounds that, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> Maybe I was I was close to putting DD Westbrook as my my sleeper too. Like he's like him and Lee are worth looks too. Like Houston's just really bad. Yeah, Houston's bad. But the only thing is, um, maybe the it's going to be a little hard to predict which wide receiver Bortles gets to this week, which is why I like Bortles more confidently than any particular wide receiver. 
even though it is a favorable wide receiver matchup, I just don't know which which one's going to get the uh, the touchdown. Yeah, Bortles is spreading it around. That's man, there's a yeah. lot of weird things we're saying here. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, we saw so many playmakers on the, for the wide receiver core of Jacksonville last week. Uh, Lee, Keelan, Cole had a great game. D.D. Westbrook had a great game, and Lee was probably the favorite going in. He had a decent game, but he didn't do well. The rest went to the other two. So, yeah, it's. A, I think Hearns is like Hearns might come back soon. He didn't practice today, so I wouldn't count on it. But there's a chance he comes back um, in a week or two. Okay. So I mean, yeah, that that, that even further clouds it a little bit. Yeah, and then so another running back who there were there were a lot of debates on Jordan Howard and starting him last week super <laughs> duper paid off. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Oh man, yeah, I had to he, play against him. Yeah, he embarrassed Cincinnati. Cincinnati embarrassed themselves. I mean, it was it was a classic like we're gonna run the ball a bunch, John Fox game, and 147 yards and two touchdowns and a catch for eight yards. But yeah, it worked. in our league, 28 points. That's that is good. That's actually his second highest total in the year. Um, and I, Detroit's been really really bad against the run, so it's another thing where you keep on. Keep on rolling with him. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty close divisional matchup. Uh, Chicago obviously is going to play against Detroit, even if they don't have a whole lot to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's Howard divisional, so a pretty integral part of that. Yeah, e- e- even when teams are sort of out of it, if it's divisional, it's right a little different just because they want to screw you over. Um, Fueled by hatred. Mm-hmm. So I guess going back over these guys we talked about, um, Big Ben and Fournette and Joho. Um, our sorry, Jordan Howard. Our uh, lock lock him in. Um, Kaiser's like a pop to bench for me. Uh, Stewart's kind of a hybrid based on what you got. And Rod Smith, I would prefer not to have to play him, but I mean, he's 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 a little below Stewart for me, but not. He's not like oh no, don't play him, but he's kind of a pop to bench for me. Uh, doesn't Kaiser Kaiser has Baltimore though this week? I think this week I would definitely bench him. They're without Jimmy Smith. Um, they which are. does help, but yeah, I would I would prefer not to start him if I had the option, which you probably do. There's a lot of good streams this week. Yeah, against Indy though next week, mm-hmm. so you know keep him on the bench. That's a plus. All right, um, on to some receivers. So, <laughs> Demarius Thomas was a guy I was super conflicted on all week. Um, I was going back and forth between him and Marquise Lee, and I, I went with the the Jets are bad um, <laughs> option. And it, it was off. a good call to make. It was a good call. To make. Yeah, I know I had him as like a wide receiver two three, kind of that in between range, and it paid off. So hopefully, if you started him as that, um, you were pleasantly surprised with the results. Yeah, the Jets have a pretty bad secondary. Yeah, Demarius is something looks off with Sanders. Demarius is pretty much the only guy left you can play in Denver. Like I don't want to trust the running backs. It's not consistent on the usage, and then. Sanders doesn't look right. Um, so Demarius paid off last week. I think I called him like a wide receiver two, three, that mm-hmm. range. So he de- he definitely paid off if in that spot, or even as a, as a one. He was he was good. So that that worked out. The Jets, yeah, are bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, their corners can't cover anything, and they have some decent safety uh, play. But it's you need the cornerbacks to be doing their job as well, and they they're just not. Um, and we also said earlier. The Jets play really poorly on the road. 
So, yeah, I'm glad, I hope you started Demarius. He kind of decided to just shit all over him this week. Yeah, he's super talented, so, like, yeah, he can have those games. Um, speaking of someone who is definitely showing off his talent, um, Devontae Adams, Ooh. who has definitely been Hundy's number one guy. Um, I don't know if this level of success continues with Rodgers, which sounds weird because Rodgers spreads it around a lot more and gets the shorty more. But, I mean, he's still definitely a wide receiver. Too worthy, I'd say. Cause, I mean, Two. Yeah. That's why I put him in, because I was curious to see what you thought once Rodgers comes back. Because I, I think Nelson gets a huge bump. Oh, gosh. Yeah, when... that's absurd. He goes from not playable to instant wide receiver two with one, like, wide receiver one upside. Like, I'm not going to yeah. like, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, Jordy is a surefire wide receiver one. Like, he has always been with Rodgers. But... It, I mean, there's there's that chance he's a wide receiver too with good upside, and I think a safe floor honestly with Rogers there. Yeah, Rogers is gonna throw to him a lot, and uh, actually, if Rogers plays this weekend, uh, I wanted to put this in later, but I put it. I'm just gonna say it now. Like, if Rogers plays this weekend, you should probably start Jordy Nelson against the Panthers because they have not been great against wide receivers no. lately. Yeah, Jordy's going to be so... He's going to cry tears of joy when Rodgers like, throws him the ball the first time. He's going to be like, yes. <laughs> I remember. It was like... <laughs> I remember when. <laughs> um, all right, so another guy. <laughs> on from that. Uh, Cooper Cup, man. He balled out. Yeah, and you know what's really frustrating is right before... So uh, Sunday I had to go to work, so I had to set my lineup pretty early. And I see this thing about... Uh, Somewhere I read online, the Eagles were like really good against slot corners, so Cup probably wasn't going to have a good game. And I remember just kind of thinking, no, he's he's going to do well. Like Robert Woods is out; he's going to be their other guy. So I I actually was very close to sitting Cooper Cup in one league. Um, and, and, the, uh, and no, uh, so I'm on the Metro and I lost. <laughs> thinking about doing it so i just couldn't do it like mm -hmm. it was taken out of my hands <laughs> entirely um and he went off i'm so yeah. glad i wasn't like given the opportunity to think, <laughs> about, it, to think about it at all yeah he i i was between him and goodwin one league and it was pretty close it was ppr so it worked out but yeah this was his best game of the year <laughs> so right yeah He's 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 probably like the it's, no one thought he'd be like the best rookie receiver this year. I mean, he's doing pretty well, but I think he is the best rookie receiver this yeah, year, at least in catches. At least in catches. I mean, who who else is there? Like, no, no one's really performing super well. What well, BD Westbrook's playing well right now. Corey Davis has kind of been underperforming this year. Juju is the only oh yeah, other Juju. One I can yeah, think he's, of. he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, but like overall in the season, I mean, on our league, he's wide receiver twenty three. So. That's pretty good, especially for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. He's going to do some pretty good things. He's yeah. got a real shiftiness. That's He's got that deceptive speed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But wow. he, he and Goff have a good connection. Yeah, it's great. I love seeing that. And uh, the fact he did do well this week against the Eagles team that supposedly is really good against the slot corner means – he is pretty like dependable, yeah, at least in the eyes of Goff in the offense. It's it's that blondie connection. <laughs> sunshine, I see sunshine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Just like 
I don't know, because uh, you think like, oh, the deceptive speed. He he plays like a typical white guy receiver would. Like right. that, that's his game, so it's just kind of funny. I mean, I mean, he's he, he runs really good routes. That helps him. Like that helps any receiver. Any every receiver needs to run good routes. White white receivers have to run good routes. <laughs> otherwise, like they're not going to win. Beat you with the athleticism. <laughs> uh, that sounds really awful. <laughs> nah. Hey, Christian McCaffrey though he's he he's on par. He's 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 a super athletic. Yeah, guy. that's fair. He's a he's a fucking monster. That guy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, on and from he is our basically st- a receiver. So yeah. So uh, stereotypes aside, what do we think of Cup uh, with Woods probably coming back? Woods I, coming back is going to be interesting um, because I think he'll still be part of the game plan, but he might just not. I mean, he's not going to get as many targets, clearly. Uh, no, yeah, his, his floor is definitely a, lower. Yes, yeah. It, he still has that high upside, though. Yeah, well, so what, what, what do you think about Woods this week? I mean, mm, so I think I like he's a, a lot this week if he, if he plays, which he should. I see. I'm gonna, I would have a hard time playing him right away, like coming back in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, it's not like a bad play. It's just risky, very risky. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver is always pretty deep. Um, but if you've been waiting for him to come back and you're kind of dead at wide receiver, then I'm probably going to play him on the upside chance that he goes off. That That's my think or thought process on it. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, yeah. Um, on to some tight ends. Um, we got um, Eric Ebron. <laughs> mm. Saying he's a stud doesn't sound right. but uh, <laughs> At all. Yeah, Tampa's defense is bad. Um, I okay, so I guess like the receiver. Sorry, I'm locking in Demarius. Probably locking in Devonte. Eh, on Cup for me, but um, I'm I'm not taking any stock in what Eric Ebron did personally, because <laughs> I don't know. It's one good week. It is one good week, but I want to see really quick. I want to see how many targets he actually did have because he had a ton of catches. He had 11 targets and he caught 10 of them. Um, and that's been his problem. His catching problem has been that he's athletic and he can run good routes. And Stafford likes to throw to him, but he can't catch the ball. Yeah, so, t- 10, for, so 10 of 11 is pretty good. If he actually had a lot of catches this week, a good target percentage, that's promising. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, they had the Bears this week, so that's kind of it. But, but I ten for eleven. I don't want to play him ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you for saying that. He's super risky. Mm-hmm. If you're in the playoffs, you're probably not going to play Eric Ebron unless you have no tight end, literally, and just have been streaming and have made it this far. Yeah. It's- if you're brave and you have a crush on him, go for it. But otherwise, I don't see why you play him. Um, another guy. Uh, yeah, don't. I wouldn't buy into it too much. It's nah. he's all over the place from mm-hmm. a fantasy perspective. He'll probably have like two for seven this week, or something. Right. <laughs> if two for seven with uh, eight targets. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Um, also, Trey Burton. He's. <laughs> Every single time Ertz has been out, he has showed up. And he's sure. probably going to get paid this offseason. He's he's pretty much a handcuff to Ertz. He was the number one tight end this week. So, I mean, obviously when Ertz is in, you don't play Burton, you play Ertz. But, um, 
you streamed Burton um, in place of Gronk or Ertz, you were very satisfied with number one tight end production. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He was the best tight end in our league. And we did say he'd play well for Ertz, like he'd play well in his stead. But I don't think I was expecting that. No, no. I thought maybe like, oh, 40 at a touchdown, like at pretty close to the ceiling, but popped off, man. Yeah, 21. But yeah, you can probably drop him to waivers. Um, or if you're the Ertz owner, maybe you handcuff him. Um, but man, Honestly, these. Sorry, good. Yeah, no, but seriously, though, uh, concussions have uh, plagued a little bit of Ertz lately. I think he, this is his second one now. So you yeah. want to be careful with him. It's kind of scary. Like I'm, I'm kind of worried about the guy. Like it is like longevity. Yeah, that's not something you want to mess with, especially with uh, all the recent stuff that's going on about CTE and concussions and whatnot. Yeah, how much more we know. CJ Fedoras is another tight end who's had a lot of concussions issues this year. I'm worried mm-hmm. about his longevity too. And then we saw, obviously, that's what and Wes Walker had a lot of concussions. It's part. It's a big part of why he's done too. I mean. A lot of guys are retiring earlier now because of that fear, um, and it's it's real, obviously. Yeah, it's something they got to fix, but you know that's a whole other yeah, that's a topic and another discussion. Itself. But with Ertz, that's the main point: is if Ertz uh, does get injured, you want to have Burton. So if you don't, if you have empty space on your bench, he's not worth it. Or he is worth a handcuff to mm-hmm. Ertz. Yeah, for sure. All right, so on to the duds, the mashers, the guys who. Did not have a good game. Um, they mashed a team. Yeah, so Alex Smith, which you look at the score and you think, oh, Alex Smith had a good game, right? It, this was sort of game script dependent because like, mm-hmm. everything said play Alex Smith and it kind of just went awry because he's hunt a lot and then Oakland didn't do much to keep up. So, yeah, I, the problem is I'm not going to start him next week either against the Chargers just because the Chargers have pretty much held every quarterback to like not much at all. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. And he's got Miami, which is a lot better. But I'm not. I'm not playing Alex Smith this week. Like under and under almost any circumstance. Like <laughs> there's a lot of guys I'd rather play than him. <clears throat> yep. So uh, I I have the little bit about that later. But Alex Smith, I think if they do want to beat the Chargers, they're gonna have to use Hunt again as they did this past week. So even if the off chance, if you do believe Kansas City can win this, I'm still not like believing in Smith this week. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he'll do fine later, but game script-wise, I'm staying clear away from him. Yeah, I mean, if they win, it's going to be because of Hunt again, I feel like. Yeah. They're going to see, like, oh, last week that worked, and the Chargers are susceptible to the run. So exactly. Yeah. That's how you beat them. Yeah, that, right. that makes sense. Fortunately, Kieran <laughs> didn't do that last week, but oh, whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Next up, a guy who I will play um, is Brady. Um, yes. That's going to be a shootout, and he has Gronk back and a more healthy Hogan. I'm starting – I'm obviously, I, you're locking Brady in. Yeah. It yeah. was he, – he looked off. I think giving more time for that Achilles soreness to heal will help, and having Gronk back will help. I, 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 yeah, it happens. Like, I don't – I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to sit – like, unless I have, like, Wilson or something or, like – some stud, or maybe if I got Rodgers, um, I would. But there aren't many guys I would be like, oh, yeah, I'll start him over Brady. There are very, very, very few quarterbacks I would start over Brady, especially this week. Brady does not do poorly in good matchups, like hard matchups. Yeah, he, he's... He has to play well. 
to win, and he does because he, you know, he's a good, he's a damn good quarterback. He's gonna have a great game this week against yeah. Pittsburgh. And they they need this win. Like they gotta be Pittsburgh to get that like seating. So yeah, it's true. So yeah, maybe if you have Big Ben, that would be where you could maybe consider benching Brady. But even then, it's a tough choice. I don't think you could go wrong with starting either from this matchup. Mm-hmm. And if you picked one over the other, I don't think you're going to miss out on a whole lot of points. No, with yeah. The lesser. I agree. Um, yeah. There's a lot of streamers at quarterback available. So if, um, if you're not happy with your Smith matchup, there's a lot of people out there to grab. So onto some running back uh, Latavius Murray, it, it was Carolina. So I wasn't really expecting much from him and you didn't Same. get much. So, yeah, I sat him in one league, wasn't expecting him to do very well against Carolina, and they were behind, they weren't in control of the game like they usually are, and uh, it showed, yeah, he had a pretty bad day. Yeah, I, I think, how how was McKinnon's day? I know it wasn't, like, great, but he obviously, he definitely got used more because of, you know, the game script. That's, yeah, seven for 46, that's pretty good carries. Um, And then, uh, two for nine, I mean, he, he didn't have a great game either, but, um, yeah, it's not not a, not a good running day um, in that department. Keenum with that five for forty though. <laughs> oh man, Case Keenum. Oh man, it's MVP. funny how like like I've started him in our league currently. It's crazy how he's been doing so well, and it's it's a reflection of how good the team is too. But it is. It's just I'm just more of a product of it. I think I I'm still. I'm hesitant still on Case Keenum. I mean, he's played really well this year. Yeah, and you can keep playing him. I'm just like, yeah, long term, I'm like, is this real? Yeah. It's like the full thing. When it comes to the playoffs, that's when we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, yeah. We'll see who does um, the playoffs. Who they got this week? They've got um, Cincinnati. Yeah, you can, you, yeah. Yeah, Latavius is probably a fine play this week against Cincinnati, too. He's actually, I think, a great play this week. Yeah, Jordan Howard just destroyed them. So, the game script will definitely favor him. So he'll He's get not going to get three points. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he'll get. He'll get. Murray should get a touchdown. A lot more opportunity this week. Um, however, Lamar Miller, I have lost all confidence in. Um, yeah, what was that? <laughs> Houston's bad. <laughs> they did have to deal with TJ Yates coming for Tom Savage, which I don't know if that's a downgrade much or not, but. He's he's gotten a lot. He's gotten enough carries this week, but like pretty much like fifty ish yards. Okay, since the bye, he's pretty much been between fifty and sixty like the whole time, even on the year. His high is seventy five. Yeah, I don't know. I, his low is forty one. Uh, Deshaun Watson out there to give the offense a spark. Yeah, that that helped a lot. Just getting the offense going. Like, there's like no touching opportunities now, and teams aren't scared of their quarterback there, so they can hold him in check really easily. And then he's got Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Um, the Pittsburgh game is going to be bad. The Jacksonville defense is going to smother them. I mean, right. I'm avoiding Miller if I can. Hopefully, if you have him, you're able to get like Kenyon Drake or Alex Collins or Mike Davis or even like Alfred Morris or Rod Smith. Like, I the the upside is so capped now for him. It's just, it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. And Jacksonville's a bad matchup. And Jacksonville's like the worst matchup. So yeah, I think uh, and if I mean if you can't avoid it, still avoid it. <laughs> Jacksonville's not really bad against running backs anymore. They kind of fixed that with the whole Marcel Darius thing. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco has like fixed some of the running back issues over the last um, five weeks. They're the fifth best against running backs, actually. 
which is crazy to think about. And yeah, they've held some some pretty interesting stuff for this week too. Yeah, they've held they've held a pretty like pretty good list in check. Let me see who they even played anyway. I got I got to see that because I know they held Jordan Howard in check because that was kind of surprising. Um, obviously they just held Alamar Miller in check, and they had let's see the Seahawks and then the Giants. Before. I mean those teams don't rush a lot, but either way, like they've fixed it a bit. Obviously, the change in quarterback, um, it's held a lot of the time in possession, so the, the, the favorable game scripts aren't there as much for the opposing running backs. And they, well, they haven't allowed a rushing touchdown since week eight. Oh, dang. The more mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> lastly, Christian McCaffrey. I think he'll be a lot better this week just because that they'll have to keep up with Rodgers. So <laughs> that's a lot of it. I, I, I see I see he and uh, Stewart as pretty similar this week. Obviously, when they're going to be way up, it's a different story. But in, in games where it's going to be close, I think they're on a, the same plane, kind of like a two, three flex kind of thing. Yeah, I like both uh, Stewart and McCaffrey this week to have pretty good games. Because I think the way to beat the Packers will be with the running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, this, I think this will be a shootout. This is one of the, there's like one or two games this week. I think it'll just be shootouts. And I feel like this is one of them. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think it'll be pretty high scoring. <laughs> what do you, what do you take on like your over under? What are you thinking? I mean, the over under on this right now is, I kind of lost it. Um, here we go. It is, I think it's like 47. Yeah, 47. 47. I'll take oh, the man. over. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, Carolina's favored by three. I, I, I'm taking the over, though. This could be like a 38-31 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's going to be some fancy goodness, at least in my <laughs> opinion. So, oh, man, some wide receiver deads. Um, the Oof. Patriots receivers, not named Danny Amendola. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was Hogan's first week back, and... Man, Cooks, what was that? What's the corner's name for Miami who just locked him down? That was weird. Oh, yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was so great. And I love that meme of just Tom Brady sitting on the bench with his head down and mm-hmm. the score is 27-20 Miami. Yeah. No one I we no one saw that coming. Nobody. We definitely I I'll admit. I, I don't even think Jay Cutler saw that coming. <laughs> Jay Cutler woke up that morning like god Smoking, smoking mirrors. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, you you start these guys this week, right? Like, I, yes, I, I think you do. I don't I see why you wouldn't do. Personally, I mean, it's gonna be a high scoring game, and there's gonna be opportunity for both. Obviously, like, I think I think they're different. I think it's gonna be anything where like Hogan's kind of like more predictable, like oh, five to seven receptions like 70 yards, maybe a touchdown kind of thing. Um, with Cooks, there's a lot more like lot more like possible outcomes. It could be like 2 for 20 or it could be, you know, 9 for 110 and two touchdowns. Like mm. that's kind of how Cooks is just in general. I mean, I um, think I think they're both wide receiver 2 play. Actually, I'd say wide receiver 2 for Cooks, wide receiver 3 for Hogan, maybe a little higher. But I have Cooks above Hogan. I have a yes. Yeah, so I'm actually the opposite, which is oh, really? weird. I have. I think Hogan is going to have a really good week against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be their guy, um, which means I think he does get a score and probably does pretty well. Cooks, I don't know. 
I don't know how they're going to use him this game. Um, my thought process is that he's going to get a lot of receptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a huge difference. It's not like major, like way Cooks way over Hogan. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're close. They're both like I'm starting them both this week. I I would imagine. Not only were like the, with Hogan, there's obviously the like reaggravation risks, risk, mm-hmm. but <laughs> reaggravation risks. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm re-aggravation, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, Cooks is a, you know, generally a stud. He let you down. Um, tell me about another stud who let you down this week. Oh, which one? <laughs> Either. Yeah, there are two of them. So, p- um, pick your poison. Yeah, so one of the big guys that let me down this week was Cameron Brait. Uh Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I really thought this week at home against Detroit, he would be Jameis's guy in the red zone. And it actually ended up being O.J. Howard and Bray did garbage mm-hmm. in, like, one catch. Um, so I just totally botched that call. Yeah, I thought he'd be better, too, and I, I think you can't trust him anymore. The The snap counts are in favor of Howard now. They are, which means he they really do think Howard is, like, taking the position away from him. Yeah, and I think Bray's a free agent for this year, so they're kind of, I think they're just trying to get – Howard, they're they're out of playoffs. Obviously, they're trying to get Howard acclimated. I don't think Brates rosterable at this team. point. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll be with the team anymore. Um, Damn. Yeah, and then the other Tampa Bay dud and uh, Mike Evans. Man, something looks wrong. He doesn't look right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he has an injury. He's not telling anybody. Yeah, about cause, like, because like Darius Slay wasn't even on him that much either. Like, it's it's it just wasn't. I don't know. I. I don't know if you can trust him going forward is the tough part. I mean, he's got – who do they have this week? They've got – let's see. Uh, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Okay, there it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like – it's home. If I'm going to play him, it's going to be these last two that are divisional games. Yeah, it's it's tough to say like, oh, don't play him. But, I mean, it's obviously going to depend on what your options are. But – I mean, definitely he's have low to... cup and fantasy points. Yeah, he's he's like on the year he's like in in that in that like wide receiver three two range as far I think he's like around like twenty fifth range or something like that. But yeah, not what you hope for, and he's hard to trust. He's been he's usually it's like he's usually so consistent and has such a good floor, but Tampa's just they're they're just not good. The line's not good. I mean, you you can hope he can pick it up next year, but it's, I mean, his high on the year was his first game, um, seven for ninety three and touchdown. After other than that, he like that's his best. He's not had Mike Evans has not had a hundred yard receiving game. What the hell? <laughs> this entire year, no, that is incredible. That's absurd. Wow. Huh. I would consider him like Jordy Nelson level talent. Jet like oh, he's first, so talented like, too. He's he's young too. Um. I think he's in a contract year next year, so I mean that's something to look at, obviously, for drafting him um, next year. But yeah, Atlanta, Carolina. I think he can put up good games, but I don't know if he will. Tampa knows he's good. I'm not. I think they're trying to see more of what they have with other people. I don't. Mm, meh. Mm. Yeah. If it, it's a divisional game, so. If you're thinking of playing him, to me, this is going to be the game that he could, you know, go off. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. It's against Atlanta at home. Trufant's you know? pretty good, though. 
Yeah, but didn't Michael Thomas just absolutely destroy Atlanta last week despite them losing? Yeah, Michael Michael Thomas is super good. I mean, so is Evans, so it's kind of a tough call. But you probably don't have the option to sit Evans. Yeah. Then, I mean, wide receiver is deep, so you might. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think if I had him and I didn't have anyone else, I would I would keep him in on the divisional hope. Yeah, I would have a hard time not playing him, just like mentally. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. It's like sitting Breeze. Mm-hmm. Or like sitting Green, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is in consideration given he's got Xavier Rhodes on him um, this week. He's, he's so good that sitting him, is it's tough to do. Because he can make a big play like out of anything. Obviously, Andy Dalton holds him back. I mean, if he, I wish if he had a good quarterback, he'd be crazy. But um, man, like the Bengals just are bad. I don't know. They're not. They're not playing for anything else. It's like he's uh, he's hard to sit. He's a wide receiver seven on the year, so like he's he's still a wide receiver one like in general. But if we're talking, you know, possible down games. Um, Xavier Rhodes is on Jalen Ramsey level as far as talent, so huh, be careful. Yeah, that's Minnesota. a tough one. I, I mean, you probably can't afford to sit him like some of the other guys we've mentioned. Yeah, it I mean, like to be cautious though. If you've got like Devin Funches, I'd play Devin Funches over him though for sure. Interesting. Or if I've got like Jordy Nelson, which you probably don't based on plus, like Devin Funches is a guy you could easily also have, and I would feel more comfortable with Devin Funches. Just because, I mean, I feel like the floor is a lot. It's like, Green Bay is super bad on defense, so. Yeah, and Minnesota could just absolutely dong on Cincy this week. Yeah. In a, like, bounce-back way that they didn't even consider. So. Yeah, and Green and Evans, for me, it's tough because I can't, I can't say lock him in, but I, it's hard to say bench him. I mean, Bray, you can drop him. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bray, go. Go away. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, I'm starting, though. Um, I'm locking him in. I... I'm not making much of the zero point game. That's rare. <laughs> I mean, like they they go to him a lot usually. He only had two targets. Like they, he's he's the red zone guy. This was his first week without a touchdown since week nine. Um, since the bye, he's had touchdowns in six of eight games. Um, like he he is the red zone threat, and the Rams have props. So last time he faced the Rams, he got six for thirty-seven and a touchdown. Um. The Rams struggle against athletic tight ends. I remember reading this somewhere. So they got burnt by Trey Burton. Um, they, let me look at the points against. But I think they also played one or two other athletic guys, and they've they've struggled on that. So I, I'm locking Graham in, and I think he's a very good play this week. Yeah, what I think is an interesting uh, thing to mention is that you said Graham is a great red zone target. Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't get anything this week. Cause every time the Seahawks scored yeah, it was long. from like, yeah, it was a long play. They weren't even near the side of the end zone. So they were just going deep to their fast guys this week against the Rams. I'm starting Graham. Yes. Yeah, so Washington had a fine time on tight end. Evan Ingram had a really good game against them. Um, Kyle Rudolph did decent. And then Trey Burton let him up. So, I mean, like those big athletic guys are, the you know the way you can kind of wiggle that in so uh yeah and this is good this will probably be a decently high scoring game too this this is another one of those that i think could turn into a shootout 
Yeah, I could see it, especially with the way Seattle's defense has been playing. Yeah, and I mean the Jags put up thirty. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the, the home in Seattle is always a boom to their defense because of the crowd noise. But yeah, the Rams know how to win though in Seattle. Oh yeah, like the Rams is the Rams offense is a lot better than the Jags offense. So yeah, I, I, but I, I'm I'm locking in, um, Graham for sure. For sure. Yeah. So last week we did a playoff special segment, uh, talked about some of the guys um, who, you know, you probably got some reassurance on a lot of them. Um, we'll talk about some of the same ones and some new ones just to kind of, you know, go over what our thoughts are on them still. So I I think we were pretty accurate last week on our, on our thoughts on it. Um, kind of if, if things are going to continue or go back. Um so let's just start out with a guy who was on here last week, um, Cousins. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you were you were kind of, you were pretty right on the uh, Washington <laughs> thing. Um, I'm off that bandwagon. Yeah, they he he had what nine point eight points. I mean, I said sit him. You said sit him. Mm-hmm. We just like playing Chargers in L.A. with that offensive line. You'd have to be crazy to consider this guy a quarterback one. And he yeah, he had a bad game. Which Arizona's not as good as the Chargers, obviously, but. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't. I'm avoiding Washington anymore. Obviously, I you, we, we you were on that sooner than I was, and I kind of agreed. But I don't. He, he I know he's been a good on the year, but you have to think about you know now. So for me, Cousins is a no-go, benchable, possibly droppable, depending on. Uh, so I was laughing. I accidentally moved the middle of his name around into Breeze, and it said Bruise and Knees. Like browsing these. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, see, I'm I'm off of cousins. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he does have a favorable matchup this week, and I think Washington couldn't win this, but I still don't think he's gonna have like a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself, the, the offensive line is just too bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, and the team uh, is bad. Yeah, Arizona isn't horrible on defense. I think they'll be able to sack him. Yeah, this this could easily be like one of those like. 14, 13 games. Oh, God, please no. Yes. What's the over-under? The over-under is... 38. I don't know. Or 43. I would take the under. Hmm. I wouldn't bet on it, but my gut says under, I should say. Yeah, it's a little too close for me to bet on, but that's like... that's So three touchdowns each team would be the under. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about the ceiling on this game, so sure. That's, I think it's a pretty accurate over-under. I take a little under. Anyway, so um, another guy, Breeze. Um, not, he's not been like the shootout Breeze, but his floor has been super-duper safe. And if you're in the playoffs and you think you're a favorite, he's a super like safe play. Yeah, he's not going to get below like 16 points. He's just probably not going to get 30 like he has in the past. No. Now this week, <laughs> he's playing the Jets. So that could help. So... You know, I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, Trevor Simeon was sort of serviceable. So, yeah. that's all yeah. you need to know about that. Um, obviously, <laughs> they're, obviously, they're going to try to run the ball more than anything just because, I mean. The, they're going to be winning the whole yeah. game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this could be a game where Breeze has that, like, big ceiling game. But, you know, eh. It is this, at home. 
Yeah, I mean, he's at, he's at home the next two games, so he's definitely a good play the next two weeks. And there aren't many waiver guys I would consider. It's hard to say, like, oh, I think that, you know, Bortles or Foles or um, even Keenum would be a better play than Breeze just because I know where that I know that floor is there with Breeze. Yeah, and they might end up with more points, but are you, like that, are you really going to bench Breeze for Bortles? Yeah, and they, they need I, – I, I mean, they're, I, they're going to win, but – they definitely need this win, obviously. So, yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm on they're Breeze. They're going to win. <laughs> yeah, and um, so Rogers is coming back. Um, maybe if you're the once owner and you had Rogers, that lucked out for you. Um, right. Yeah, I, I know in our league I had Rogers and dropped him at one point. And I was going to pick him up, but he was already uh, snagged. I'll manage. I have a lot of good choices, but um, yeah, Rogers is back, so you're probably playing him. There's only a couple guys. I'd consider over him, you know, Wilson, uh, Brady, maybe, um, Big Ben possibly, but he's definitely, you know, top few option there. I, I mean, not the the other way to split it. Obviously there's some risk because he's just coming back from an injury. So, yeah, but if he's, if he's regular Rogers, then even, oh, even, even half Rogers is <laughs> worth playing. So, um, yeah. And then as far as, uh, Carson wants how to replace him. Luckily, there are a lot of really good streamer options this week. Um, so that's you know that's a plus. Um, let's see who do we got? Who do we got? So Bortles. Oh yeah, Bortles. Um, he's got Houston. Um, if Keenum's somehow out there, or you had him as like a backup. He's got Cincinnati. That should be good. Um, let's see. If Tyrod's back, he gets Miami. That's not terrible. Um, <coughs> hmm. Jameis Winston at home against Atlanta. In Monday night, yeah, I like that one. Winston's a good pick. Um, heck, um, Flacco, as as ugly as that I, I sounds, um, he's got Cleveland, so it could be worth a shot. Um, I mean, there's he's been good ish the past two weeks. Like, yeah, you know. I think Foles will be serviceable too. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't want to play him. And Jim, Jimmy G's, like, yeah, I think we mentioned him, right? I said Jimmy G. One of us said Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. G. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, cut Cuddy and Buffalo, but if it's snowy, eh, I don't know. I don't want to trust. I don't want to trust Smoking Jay to have two good games in a row. But that's that's too much to bank on. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean Kaiser's always an option too. Um, I mean uh, Baltimore's pretty good on defense, but they're missing yeah, Jimmy Smith, and he can run the ball. So I, I don't. Know. There's there's a lot of options to replace Carson once. None of them are like super great, but I mean there's you have plenty of choices. Yeah, I think I like Bortles most, and then it sounds weird. I like Jameis. Yeah, well, if, if Jameis is available, I like him the most, just because mm-hmm. I think he's better, and he, like he's a solid fantasy quarterback too. Then I'd take Bortles, and um, if Keenum, well, if Keenum's available, he's pretty much at the top too. But I, I, he's probably owned. But um, I'd say Jimmy G would be right after um, uh, Bortles for me. Yeah, definitely not playing Andy Dalton this week. Um, yeah, no, definitely not. Yes, not at all. I mean, <laughs> Flacco's not like the last two weeks he's been serviceable. Wow, he he has had two exactly two sixty nine and two the last two weeks. <laughs> he's nothing <laughs> if not consistent. Yeah, he had he had a pick last week, but um, or this past week, but it's kind of funny. Um, in the kneel down against Detroit. Anyway, um, yeah, Flacco's not a worse choice, but um. I imagine there's better options available. Anyway, um, like I said, just pick 
I guess this is one of Mozzie's favorite things is picking, you know, someone who has something to play for either playoff hopes or a contract. So probably playoff hopes. Um, so, yeah. That's it. I honestly think Nick Foles is startable this week. Legitimately. Like if he's available in your it's league and you lost Wentz, like I'm, it's the giants. Uh, and I've, I like, I have personally have this narrative in my head that Foles was a good quarterback before he got put in a Jeff Fisher offense. So I like, I don't think he is going to be the St. Louis Rams Foles we saw. I think he'll be more like the, a little bit in between that and the Eagles. Yeah, Foles he, he's not, before. he's not the 2013 banner year he had, but he's right. Not, he's definitely one of the more, he's like one of the best backups in the league. I mean, he's better than the Denver quarterbacks. So yeah, all of them. Yeah, it's it. yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there's a lot of options. So on to running backs. Um Jordan Howard, you hopefully played him last week as we recommended. Um he paid off. You you keep playing him as far as I am concerned. Yeah, you can't really afford to sit him. I mean, he got twenty eight points. You're not, yeah. you're not gonna sit him this week. He's got the short this week. Um I mean they're, they're bad against the run. Then he's got Cleveland. Both good options. Don't, the only possible downside with the Detroit one is, you know, maybe the game script gets out of hand and um, it turns yeah, into... Yeah, but Detroit is just, like, hasn't been... I don't think they've had a convincing win yeah, this and year. John Fox is going to give Jordan Howard the ball regardless, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm locking him in against Detroit and then Cleveland, personally, because Detroit's, what, last five weeks, um, Detroit's fourth... fourth Fourth worst, um, Cleveland is sixth worst. So, yeah, I know I mentioned Jordan Howard winning some leagues, winning you a league, and he had those down weeks, and I felt really dumb for a bit. And then now he's he's gonna prove me right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, another guy I thought would win some leagues, but is sitable. So Jordan Howard lock in, but a sitable guy who I was on, but I'm obviously no longer on is uh, Demarco Murray. Uh, I. Yeah, bench him if you can. Like, I know it's sad for him, but like we said, they've been better lately. And then the Rams. I mean, I don't. Who are good? What? What the Rams? Not. And I guess PPR. He's startable just because like they're going to be behind. They use Murray a lot when they're behind, and Rams can't be run up. Any. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to play any Titans. Um, I just <laughs> don't. And Demarco Murray looks like he's wearing down. Like. He's he's playable just because they will use him, but he's not he's not ideal. Like if you can go grab like Mike Davis and start him over Demarco Murray, like that's a strong consideration for me. As, it's just the Titans. Like I just don't believe in the Titans. Yeah, it's kind of like the Redskins thing. The Titans they're they're not playoff worthy. They're not right. They like. The fact that they have eight wins and are currently like holding a AFC wild card spot is just insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I. So I mean, okay, I guess kind of barometer here. Like the two two other guys we have on here, like the Jace, Jonathan Stewart and uh, Christian McCaffrey. We talked about them a bit. Like I would play both of those guys over Demarco Murray right now. Um, it's because they're on a way better team, and the touchdown opportunities there more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Tennessee Titans basically have the same point differential as the Texans. That's like, and the Texans have four wins, and they're the Texans with TJ Yates. Like, <laughs> Tom Savage, Yates, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, even in those Watson games, they're all close because the defense was bad. So, 
So yeah, it's just I just don't like Tennessee players in general. Yeah, so, I, I watched Mariota have a, could have a good week against the San Francisco secondary, but it's just like not it's not reliable. The thing is, Murray is dependent on touchdowns. So he had that really good game against Cincinnati where he had like three touchdowns, but the yards have been like bad. He he gets the rece- the rece- the receptions are there. So PPR even half PPR, he's like. Uh, option but since I mean, if you have him as your flex that means you have two pretty good running backs ahead of him and that's not the worst thing yes yeah, so, i mean since uh and half point bbr since uh week 10 so week 11 through 14 he's got 7.2 11.7 8.9 5.7 which you know eh, eh, yeah yeah he's been <laughs> yeah. i i had higher hopes for him this year but it's kind of been not good like i said i would start mccaffrey and john the stewart especially this week so it's kind of yeah yeah and at that point like there's only two weeks left so mm-hmm. are you gonna start him this week or next week against the rams if not like don't just drop yeah, him against someone else yeah it's, it's it'd be those i drop him just because someone might grab him but you know playoff teams probably don't need him um like i would play rex burkhead over him of course um <laughs> well you love rex burkhead yeah i do but i mean he's getting the opportunity a lot like a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. Um, he's gotten touchdowns the last how many weeks? Let me see. Like all of them. T- the past couple. Let's see, he he got one last week. Um, yeah, the last three weeks before. he's gotten touchdowns. Like he's he's a lot. He's pretty reliable, especially because he's in the passing game. Like even when they're behind, they're going to use him, and he's their goal line back now. Yeah. It's a way better offense. Um, so, um, another guy who um you you were super on him last week. I'll let you talk about him first. Oh, yeah, Kareem Hunt. Um, last week I called his bounce-back game. I said he was going to get 150 yards on the ground, and uh, or all-purpose, sorry, not on the ground, <laughs> as well as a receiving touchdown. He ended up with 138 all-scrimmage, all-purpose uh, yardage and did get a touchdown as well. So I was pretty close. It was rushing, though, so it doesn't count. <laughs> it was. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, but I the main point was that I said it was going to be a bounce-back game, and it really was, and the Chiefs seemed to get back on track with him which was nice to see, and he did great. Um, I'm, this week is the Chargers, and I'm starting him, actually. Even though the Chargers defense is scary, I'm not starting Alex Smith. I do think the way to beat the Chargers is on the ground, so I think they're going to use Hunt enough that he's like at least flex-worthy. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that assessment. Like It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to sit him after last week and then with the matchup this week. He's the guy you're locking in. Who's the guy week 16? Um Miami, yeah, you're locking Hunt in. I mean, we, we discussed this in depth last week. Yeah, it, Miami, yeah, yeah, he's he's back on track. So if you manage to make it through, um, you you have him. You're probably pretty set. Um, so yeah, things things come full circle. So, um, receivers, um, we talked we talked about Evans, Green, and Cooks a lot already. Um, with I think Cooks is, uh, it's this is tough because. He his floor is low just by nature, but I mean he's had two rough weeks. But the three the three or four weeks before that he was good, so he's hard. I think he's hard to sit just because of how good the Patriots offense is, especially when Gronk's there. That just helps him in general. But the the worry is now that okay Hogan's back, so there's Amidola, Hogan, Gronk, um, the running backs, and then there's also Cooks. So. There's always the worry of it getting spread around too much. I mean, at least with Green and Evans, you know, they're going to get the looks probably. But 
with Cooks. Uh, Cooks doesn't always get the looks. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> offense just it does. It spreads it around so much. Um, I I think I'm I would start him this week against Pittsburgh personally. I just think Brady's going to have a really good game, and if he's going to have a good game, then at least two of their like receiving options should have pretty good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with Evans, Green, and Cooks, they're not. I they're more wide receiver twos now though. They're I at least this week especially with Minnesota for green. I don't consider them wide receiver ones this week. And I know it's hard to say, oh, how is A.J. Green not a wide receiver one? Well, the team He's is playing Minnesota. Yeah, the Bengals are, you know, ass and a half. Um, <laughs> I mean, they had a good week uh, against Pittsburgh. But, like, if he doesn't get, like, touchdowns, which you can't count on the Bengals to do. Like, Green's got a lot of touchdowns this year. He's got one, two, three, four. He's got, like, eight touchdowns, I think. Yeah. So that's eight's already a good amount of touchdowns. So yeah. like you can't count on that every week. And I know he's really good, but so is Xavier Rhodes. I guess Detroit week sixteen that's a lot more plausible if they start green. But the, like it's it's like I said, it's hard to sit them. But I wouldn't have huge expectations for any of them this week. But yeah, I don't like green much this week. Um, Detroit, I want to see how they do this week with their secondary because it's they seem to have made some adjustments mm-hmm. against tampa and i want to see if that was just Jameis making really bad throws or what's going on mm-hmm. so um green i'm tempering my expectations i'm probably i mean you probably i don't know if you can afford to sit him this week but yeah this mm-hmm. week is this week's rough yeah um and with evans like what we what we said earlier, uh, he just looks uh, off. Just yeah, if, if this could be his game to come back against the Falcons, but mm-hmm. who knows? It's it is unreliable. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not banking on it. Um, so another guy, uh, Demarius Thomas, he's he's on this level of talent, like as far as that goes. Um, mm-hmm. luckily the schedule is kind of nice. Um, they got the Colts, so that's you know easy peasy. It is a Thursday, so obviously the offense is. Um, will be a little lower, but he had a really good league last week. Um, he's gotten the targets. He's pretty much the only startable guy in Denver, as I said. So I think you can roll him out. Also, as a wide receiver too, but I'm a little, I feel kind of better about it because I, I, I have him like he's been wide receiver two kind of all year. So that's kind of what you're expecting from him, as opposed to hoping for wide receiver one and getting let down when you get you know, like eight to ten points. I feel like he's a very reliable WR too. Like mm-hmm. it, pretty much before the season and drafting, most that's where most people consider him. So yeah, he's right around there. Mm-hmm. And then Robbie Anderson um, with uh, the Callen gone, I he's he's on my bench. I think he's almost droppable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you didn't hear, McCown broke his hand, which sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. mostly for the Jets offense because Bryce Petty is not good. Mm-hmm. And Christian Hackenberg is so bad, they won't let him take the field. <laughs> they won't activate him. They're like, what if uh, Bryce That's Petty too obvious like, taking. <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> They're going to think we're cheating if we start him. Um, so, yeah, uh, Robbie is a super talented wide receiver, and Petty is going to target him. But... I don't know if it's going to matter. The like, value of those targets are super duper low. <laughs> exactly. 
likely. Mm-hmm. He'll probably get 10 targets a game. It's just he's only going to catch three of them. Yeah. Ugh. All right, so on the, on the tight end, so it's kind of a similar thing as last week in in a way. Um, well, this this week was a little wonky how it turned out, but um, a tight ends, and in my opinion, you keep playing your studs, you know, Gronk, Ertz, Graham, Ingram, um, Rudolph too, um, yeah, Ertz. Like th- those those guys. Obviously, if Ertz is healthy, of course, I assume, he's through protocol, so assume we'll play. But he, there's not really any way to sit those guys just because the tight end landscape is pretty bad. Um, I mean, do, do you feel the same more or less? Yeah, honestly, like of all the guys you mentioned, I don't think there's anyone I would sit them for. Um, Cause we like, I like Graham this week. I say bounce back. Ertz is always part of the game plan. Gronk is Gronk. Like your, your studs, yeah. you're going to start. Um, so if you're really looking for some people, I don't know. There's there's definitely a few options out I mean, there. I the guess OJ line. Howard potentially. Um, Jesse James is not an option, especially because I assume that this game's going to be high scoring as well. So, I mean, not the worst. No. Um, who else? Because yeah, J- Jesse James is an option. Um, let's see who is who's in our league. Um, Witten might be out there. He's always you know reliable. He's got Oakland. Um, Benjamin Watson gets Cleveland, so he's like a really deep option. So that's, you know, oh, that's, man. That's what yeah, that like. could be a play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ricky Seals-Jones anymore. I, like him and Steven Anderson, I was never too huge on just because the snap counts are there. I don't know. Um, don't really think I want to play Hooper. Um, he drops the ball a lot. Um, yeah, so Witten, O.J. Howard, possibly um, Benjamin Watson for deep. I think there's, there's a few options, probably not many. I think Jesse James has like – an okay floor this week. I know he last week was a big week and he didn't want to chase points, but I mean, when one Ben Roethlisberger throws for that many yards, every weapon's going to get some, obviously Juju's back. So that hurts too, but I think he could get a red zone look though. Yeah. I'd say if Jason Witten's available, he's like a pretty good spot start guy. Um, after that, it's a lot tougher. Like I said, I would play the, the Cleveland matchup there off of Benjamin Watson, uh, possibly. Can you trust Jared Cook, who just went off last week? One week later than our prediction. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, I, I, I realized um, apparently, yeah, they had him like moved out to wide receiver against the Giants, and then when they put him back into tight end, he played well. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, so maybe, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the waiver options are, you know, it's kind of throwing a dart, <laughs> which sucks. Right. But. Yeah, so Jason wouldn't like he he's available in our league somehow, but he's like the he's the tight end eleven on the year, but he's he's just like gonna get you like eight points, and that's Jason Witten. <laughs> Which hey, yeah, with the I tight end, it's it. pretty solid. He's just very consistently average. He's not yep. gonna go get twenty points, but. Mm-hmm. but didn't he like he started the year mad hot, didn't he? I think yeah. so. He had like some dope games, and then was like, oh yeah, I'm old shit. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, my right. hips. <laughs> yeah. Although those hips can move. Dude runs some solid routes. <laughs> he does. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Jason Witten's hips some more. Mm, yeah. All right. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, those, uh, so some of those guys we mentioned last week, um, some similar situations. 
Um, it's always annoying when you think guys are studs and you draft them high, and it's playoff time. And you're like, oh, what do I do with this guy? Because like, if if you sit Evans or Green or you know someone good and they go off on your bench, it always feels shitty. But yeah, but if they've been like underperforming all year and then you sit them and they go off, that's the most infuriating thing ever. Uh-huh. And, oh god! And like I said, start. St- I think I mentioned this last week. Maybe start your studs doesn't apply if they've had a couple of good games. Start your studs is like have they had they had a like two bad games or one bad game or like if if the last five games have been meh, they're not necessarily you know stud territory anymore, which you know sucks. But you can't. Like I said, like I said, Cream Hunt kind of dropped out of stud territory, but the opportunity, like there was, like there was a chance, you know, like it could turn back, like logically. So, it, and it did. So now he's kind of like, it seems like he's back in that territory. But like with Mike Evans, I don't know if he's in stud territory, which is rough to you know work work with. But oh man, it's just been such a down year for him. Yeah, it's. It's tough. Yeah, it's. I guess there's a, there's probably a lot of decisions. You, I mean, if you have Evans, odds are you probably lost anyway, which sounds bad. But you know. Yeah. Um. We anyway. traded him a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, on to some, uh, you know, injury news. So obviously the once thing ACL, he's done. Um, McCown's done with a broken hand. Um. So. Three running backs with concussions. We have Mixon, Tevin Coleman, and Alvin Kamara. So let me read all this, um, what I had. Sure. So, yeah, Kamara and Coleman both left the Thursday night game with concussions. Um, they have the extra days, so I imagine they'll both play. Um, the uh, word is Kamara should play. Yeah, I, I think Mix. I think, uh, sorry, Coleman's a little more iffy. Mixon's concerning me because I think he, I don't know if he played or uh, if he practiced today. He's like, I don't think, he, I don't think he's been cleared uh, through protocol yet. Um, so he did not practice Wednesday. He's still in protocol. So watch out for Geo potentially. Um, if you need running back help, um, obviously Minnesota is a bad matchup. Um, and then PPR is a lot more considerable, but or half PPR even. But I said watch watch uh, uh, mixing status because like, if it's lingering, it could be like an Ertz thing where they cautiously keep him out, especially because they have yeah. nothing to play for. Yeah, what are they playing for? Might as well keep your rookie healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Marcus Mariota, um, his left knee is injured. I think I think he stayed in the game. I assume he'll keep playing, but like you said, I don't want anything to do with the Titans. Um, then yeah. Calvin Benjamin re-aggravated his knee, apparently. He had oh, a, my he, God. He, he got a touchdown somehow. Um, he did. But I guess apparently he aggravated. Like, he came back way too soon anyway. Um, maybe he'll play again. I don't want to play him regardless. Like I said, um, Tyron will probably be back next week, but yeah, if he's not back, I think Peterman's hurt too, and so you get whoever the hell's behind them. So Joe Webb, someone yeah. Webb, Davis, yeah. no, Joe Webb sounds know. right. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I'd already, I'd already called Kelvin Droppable, and even though we got a touchdown this week, I don't, well, I don't want to play him in the playoffs. Um, playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. So um, we've also got Greg Olson. Um. I think he like rolled his foot or ankle. He he came back in, so he didn't get used much. But I think he's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust. I don't think I want to trust him and play him this week, though. 
Um, he's going to be great in the playoffs. It's just mm-hmm. unfortunately not fantasy playoffs. Yeah, real life playoffs. Yeah, he'll be helpful. And I, I think Carolina makes the playoffs. I, I know I'm a, like I'm an Atlanta fan, and I want Atlanta to make the playoffs. But I think Carolina is better than Atlanta this year. Yeah, they just I are. Agree. So, yeah. Um, and then Amari well, Cooper. Good, they sorry, are. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, this is like the first year Carolina Atlanta have like been good simultaneously in a while because like i don't like i don't hate the i hate the saints but i don't hate the panthers because like they're usually not good together but at least like that but this is the first time the falcons and uh panthers are both playoff bound i know like um the super bowl run the panthers like were almost they had like what they went 15 to 1 i think and then the falcons were their loss and the falcons weren't even good that year like these teams always play anyway i'm getting off on a tangent either way yeah i don't i don't want to play olsen um, this week because haven't the Packers been decent against tight ends anyway? They have. Uh, I think that it was like a week or two ago. Uh, one tight end, like the first time all year, had a good game. I don't remember who now, but mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at that real quick. But uh, I got it. Yeah, so their second best against tight end season. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Cameron Bray. That's right. Had a good game right. against them. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Anyway. <laughs> so um, Bray has a bad matchup this week. Does that mean he's going to do well? <laughs> dun 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 um no nah, i wouldn't trust him so uh mari cooper uh got knocked out of the game what was it aggravated his ankle sprain yeah that was they got it back in too soon um yeah he's on. i think he's out the rest of the season probably said so three to four weeks so yeah i think he's shut down um mike davis hurt his ribs i think he'll be fine i think pete carroll said he's moving around pretty well so um he partially participated in practice uh today on wednesday so that's that's a plus i think he'll be fine and I I like him as a play this week because um he he catches passes too um he's good yeah I see like if you got him and Murray it's like a tough call and I might leave Mike Davis him and Latavius uh Demarco oh okay I'm gonna say I would really like Latavius more than yeah. him but yeah him I would like Latavius DeMarco, yeah I, I it's a tough call yeah same I might but in our league I think I'm making that choice too which is kind of funny um. Maybe he'll finally get a non Russell Wilson touchdown. Let's see. Um, we got <laughs> Tom. Throat at him though. From yeah, him. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've see. I, I'm playing against Russell Wilson in our league on Andy's team, so I gotta uh, balance it out. So I've got Mike Davis and Jimmy Graham, so I gotta try to like cap Wilson's upside. Um, which we actually let's talk, at the end. Let's talk about kind of like how to play your matchup. Um, and then also yeah. we've got Tom Savage and Nathan Peterman out. Savage. That was scary. The fact that he went back in is absurd. Like, I, I, they're looking into that. I assume the Texans are going to get fined. They should. Like, it looked like he was seizing. Like, I saw that happen. I'm like, I'm like, is he? I'm like, is, what's going on? That that was weird. That was that was scary. But you know, he got hit so hard his hand was twitching. Yeah, he, like if your body is twitching or compulsing, that is very unsafe. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, he got rocked. And like, I don't. The fact that he played more. One, it's dumb on the Texans. Two goes to show how like tough and competitive he is, and how much he you know wants it. Even though like, we'll, we'll shit on Tom Savage and say he's like not good, but I mean, like him and McCown are two like the biggest competitors. So like you have to respect that. And I, I, I do, yeah. And they came in, they tried to do their job, and they got a little roughed up for it. Yeah, but I have no hate against Savage. He's just not a great quarterback. Nah. <laughs> McCown's like good this year though. Uh, I need to. I I uh I heard it was pretty emotional the McCown press conference. Yeah. Um. 
I, I don't know if I speak for all Jets fans, but I fucking love that man. Uh, yeah, wasn't there another one like kind of like last year or something where he talked about like they had like an emotional press conference, but the dude was just like so competitive. He is. I think it was for the Browns when he got injured. I mean, it was. It's incredible that even when he was with the Browns and they were like they couldn't win a game, he was just playing his heart yeah, out. Imagine if like Jay Cutler had that drive, like. <laughs> God, I know. He's like the student in school that like just aces his exams because he doesn't have to try. And then he like takes one hard one and he just like fucking fails it. He goes, yeah, the McCann's like the opposite one. He like works super hard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said, those guys are both out. I, I don't know what Tom Savage's timetable is, but I imagine he's probably out this week. So it'll probably be TJ Yates, um, which hurts oh. everyone there. Which they, it's, it sucks as I'm like, is TJ Yates going to, you know, Go out. I'll, I need to look at how that like went, like when when Hopkins got his touchdowns, because Hopkins went off this past week. So let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Hop, Hopkins passes away from TJ Yates, so Yates will still go to Hopkins. That's that's the concern. That's pretty much all you need to know about. Which well, he actually did pretty decently, but the Jacksonville is a lot better than San Francisco on defense. Um, oh yeah. Lamar Miller's no, but um. Yeah. No. Anyway, and then. Peterman's out for the Bills, which hopefully won't matter because he'll be Tyrod Taylor back. But um, yeah. So oh. speaking of Tyrod, um, let me see. What do they What do they say on him? I think he's um, he's, yeah, the tell the thing. Uh, he like there was talk about him coming out this week, which was kind of overblown anyway. But he partially practiced uh, today, and he's expected to start this week. So okay. playing on Tyrod being there. Um, so Aaron Rodgers is back. Um. David Johnson, he again they talked about him maybe playing like sixteen, seventeen, but uh, eh. Um, yeah. Ertz is cleared; he should be back. Woods is supposed to be back. Um, Reed Reed has been shut down. Um, I think Whoa, I think shocker. Hogan, yeah, I think Hogan like should be fine should play again next week. Um, Adrian Peterson, um, he he's they kept him out again. He, or whatever this back neck thing is it's kind of been like scary just because every time anytime you have something like that it's always you know worrisome he didn't practice today um arians and arian said he has no idea peterson will play again this season yeah neck is one of those injuries that can be a little worrisome yeah um so yeah it's Kerwin williams obviously is a possible play with that um in mind but because i'm not I'm not too hyped on, you know, Arizona <laughs> just because, you know, Blaine Gabbert and some Blaine backups. Gabbert. If they uh, don't even have Peterson, like, oh, man. Yeah, here they play this week. They got the Titans, and the Titans are um, bad against the pass. They're decent against the run, though. So, eh, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. So Fitzgerald, that's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, go Fitzgerald. I'm not. So did I say Damien? I knew. I met Kurt. If I said Damien, just now I met Kurt Williams. Kurt Williams is the guy there. Um, I don't remember what I said. He's worth consideration, but eh. um. So yeah, Damien Williams. Um, he didn't practice today. I think he'll stay out. Um, even if he is back, they should just stay with Drake. I mean, watch the news on that. Like, I I think he'll be out this week, but um, if he is back. Watch like watch and see what they say about him. Um, like I said, Kenny and Drake is so much better. Like he's actually put it together. I never thought David Williams was any good. So you know, hmm. we'll see. 
Um, so if uh, if Robert Woods, sorry, going back to him, if he happened to be dropped and is available, go grab him because he has that weak winning upside. Um, oh, yeah. And then two other guys who um, were having injury things. So Amir Abdullah, apparently he was healthy enough to play, but they he didn't play. Um, it's kind of really? like a... Yeah, so it was kind of kind of weird because okay, he was like he was on track to play, but they didn't play him. Like, I don't like I don't know it if was it was a healthy scratch, scratch but it, like oh. it wasn't like uh it wasn't like oh he's not healthy enough to play. He was he could have been active, but they didn't make him active. Right. So he's. Like a- He's hurt, but he could play. But, you know, we should probably just try somebody else out, you know? Yeah. I think he'll be active this week, but there's no way you can trust him. And if he's active, I don't, think you, I don't know if you can trust any Lions backs, even like Riddick, because like he's been great in his absence. But Abdullah being active mud, muddies up the whole thing. Um, however, in a similar situation, um, was the injured started. Doug Martin, uh, after he fumbled, they benched him for Peyton Barber, and Peyton Barber looked a lot better. Um, so I, Peyton Barber is playable to an extent. So let me, let me take a look at the counts and stuff on the carries, but, um, but anyway, yeah, theor like theoretic back on him, like he did super well, um, um, in his absence. So only, only 29 yards on the ground, but two touchdowns and then, uh, six for 64 in the air, which has always been Riddick's game. So in PPR, he might still be viable regardless, but, um, yeah. So Peyton Barber out carried, uh, Doug Martin 12 to 10. Outgained him fifty-eight to twenty-six. That's the big one. Doug Martin got the touchdown, but Peyton Barber's looked uh, better. Doug Martin got the two for twenty-four on the in the air as well. But if if they continue to set Doug Martin, uh, like check out like the depth charts too. Like if they release a depth chart that says oh Peyton Barber's a starter, then obviously they're done with Doug Martin. So yeah, and Doug Doug has just been disappointing after so much hype in the offseason. Yeah, so the line's been bad. He had like those two first good games. Like, the first two games are good. Then it's kind of been, he's tried to make too much happen each time, and the line is bad, so it didn't work out. And apparently there's some real, like, possibility that uh, the head coach gets fired this year as well. Yeah, I think... The head coach? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, Doug Martin might be in a in a contract year, too. Let me look. Um, oh. Uh, no, never mind. Um, I thought he was for some reason. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. They might cut him anyway. Who knows? Um, I'm not sure if his suspension, like what things in his contract. Who knows? Um, so yeah, that's with the that's the that's those guys. <laughs> so um, on to so talking about some suspension related stuff. Uh, Morris and Rod Smith are both seemingly decent plays now. So, um, yeah, roll them out there. Yeah, I think they're both startable. I'd say uh, like especially against Oakland. Yeah, Rod's Rod Smith is kind of like you know the boomer bust. Like he could be like five points. He could be like last week at like thirty or something. But I I would not bank on the thirty each week. Um, but I this I think this will be like kind of an in between week. I think uh, Morris and Rod Smith will get like around like fifteen each. Oh wow! Yeah, different ways, but different ways morris is gonna pound it on the ground and he's good for like 80 yards each game mm-hmm. 
His yards per carry is really good. Yeah, this is the oh yeah, just Collins with about Morse's uh, yards per carry, right? <laughs> oh yeah, um, better than Zeke. <laughs> oh wow, rip. And um, yeah, Zeke is back uh, next week though, so it, I mean it's against Seattle, but it is Zeke. So um, Morris and Ross, yeah, Morris and Ross Smith are out of the question, but you know, after that, so this is the last week of those guys, and then Gronk, uh, he's back, and uh, Juju's also back, so. Um, I think Juju's pretty playable this week too. Like in what I think will be a shootout, and then obviously Gronk, you are playing him. Yeah, like um, I so I do like Schuster this week, and obviously Gronk. Uh, not so much on like Bryant, but I think Juju pops long in this week. Mm-hmm. Back baby, him and Gronk. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a, my shootout. Um, isn't, I think the over under on that was like fifty something. It is um, fifty three. Yeah. Well, the Steelers win it on a last-second field goal for, like, the fourth week in a row. <laughs> Boswell. Boswell. He, de- he deserves to be on the list of killer bees now. Yeah. They always joke about that, too. Because, like, uh, what, I can't, what's his, the other guy like will be like, yeah, killer bees, Boswell. Then Collins will be like, no, no, no. But, <laughs> Collins was like the shit on kickers. But, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, well, it's Collinsworth. Fuck Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Collinsworth shit talk on this podcast. He's the worst. Oh. I'm ready for Kurt Warner, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, so the, the I mean, we've talked about these guys each week, Ajay, Garoppolo, and Kelvin. Obviously, Kelvin is, you know, probably done so. Garoppolo is a decent streaming option, and I'll talk, I'm actually going to wait a save Ajay for later when I uh, yeah. talk about him. Um, sure. Yeah, so... Waiver wire guys, I said waivers have gone through already, but um, if you need some streamers, um, Winston, Keatum, Bortles, Jimmy G, or you know Kaiser, I've got a feeling him. Um, or actually Foles too, of course, but Foles is probably picked up by now. Those guys are all streamers, I think. Um, at uh, actually, uh, Hunter Henry, I assume Hunter Henry should be owned in your league. If not, you're in a dumb league. Um, <laughs> um, there's not a lot of good tight ends, tight like tight end options this week, unfortunately. Um, like I said, maybe Ben Watson or Jesse James is the ball I can think of. Um, Warwick, if he's available. Um, let's see. I like Marquise Goodwin um, as a receiver pickup. And uh, I didn't write him in, but D.D. Westbrook, um, if he's out there, um, he could be a good option just because he's so fast. He is. He is fast. He's a fast <laughs> fast guy. He is fast. Um, <laughs> he runs well. Yeah, so the he potential to break off a long one is always there. And um, the Houston's bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. They, they have trouble with speedy guys. So, um, <laughs> some running backs we got uh, Rod Smith, Peyton Barber, John. This, okay, John Thier is probably owned. He's been on this like list three weeks in a row, and he finally popped off. So, hopefully, he you might have, have been him dropped at some point. Yeah, and so yeah, Rod Smith, Peyton Barber, uh, Mike Davis. I, I like Mike Davis a lot this week. Um, I think Rod Smith and Peyton Barber are playable depending on situations. But yeah, and then. Handcuff guys, you know, the same as every week. Um, I added Trey Burton to this list just because I think he's an Ertz handcuff at this point. Um, but yeah, James Conner, Matt Breda. Um, I think Malcolm Brown's healthy again, so him and Dunbar. Um, Trey Edmonds and Jonathan Williams um, for uh, New Orleans. But as when Camaro went out, they just used Ingram and passed more. So, uh, yeah. You could really see how much Kamara's absence hurt their offense. Dude, yeah, they they definitely won that if Kamara's in there. But um, yeah, and I said yeah, Dunbar and Malcolm Browner uh, for Gurley, and then Austin Eckler obviously for Melvin Gordon. 
I think Eckler is the highest value of these guys just because he, he, he has like what the heck flex value on his own each week. And I think if Gordon were to go down, he fits right into that role. So, yeah, I agree. And then, uh, Yeldon and Ivory, let me see. I played like a who, cause I think Yeldon's better, but they're giving Ivory the ball more. Uh, he also had that 34 yard rush this week, which was pretty decent, but, um, Yeldon wasn't in much in Ivory. He, Ivory got six carries, so, eh. Like, I guess Ivory is the handcuff to Fournette now. Who knows? Um, we'll just hope he holds up. And then <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's shown flashes of, like, mm-hmm. really good running ability. He's just not always consistent in that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Travaris Cadet in, uh, in Buffalo. And um, on these handcuffs, if you're in, like, a keeper league where there's, like, cost for your keepers, uh, James Conner and Trey Burton are guys just to look at just because they're both in contract. Like, sorry, um, Trey Burton's in a contract year, and he'll probably go elsewhere. But James Conner, Le'Veon Bell's in a contract year. I assume Pittsburgh will bring him back, but if they don't for some reason, James Conner becomes the man there. So, he wants yeah. too much money. <laughs> yeah, and then two quarterback leagues, um, guys to stash, Teddy and Mahomes. Um, there was, like, there was a very minor rumor about uh, Mahomes. So... Ian Rappaport reported that um, apparently it's not off the table that uh, Mahomes plays this season. So um, he Why? said that the Chiefs' plan right now is to have Mahomes take like a red shirt season. But yeah. um, like there is a slight chance Mahomes comes in just because like you know if the Chiefs if Smith doesn't do well like there's a lot of pressure to win. So who knows? I, I don't think he will, but I think he's the guy next year. I imagine. I I think Smith William I did see the Chiefs like are going to be in salary cap danger this coming season, but they should be able to rectify that without getting rid of Smith. But it's possible. I mean, this could be an off season with a lot of good quarterbacks on the market. Yeah, I read something hilarious. Like so, um, Bleacher Report had this thing about like the quarterback carousel. Um, it was just, it was an interesting read. Um, they had Tyrod going to Arizona, which makes sense. Um, Palmer mm-hmm. retires. Even if not, um, whatever. Um, and they had guess where they had Alex Smith going. Alex Smith, where Jacksonville? No, that's, that's they. So they had Eli going to Jacksonville. They they had okay. Alex Smith going to Cleveland. No way! <laughs> oh oh my god, that'd be bad. He would he would revert back to like rookie Alex Smith. Oh man. Hey, he's got Josh Gordon, though. Yeah, I, yeah. like, I mean, Gordon, Coleman, and then you've got, like, Dude Johnson and Corral. Corral might be gone. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But, yeah, I mean, because they're saying, like, okay, like, the, the thought was, like, okay, get Alex Smith, draft a rookie, and then keep Kaiser. So you have these, like, two guys to learn behind Smith, kind of teach Kaiser how to be safer and groom the first-round pick. Man, Which makes sense, know. but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can see it. I really could. Yeah. And if I got Alex Smith, I don't know if I'd draft a rookie. I would yeah. maybe try to get more picks like in the same round and later, or maybe just draft some other position that is definitely weak on the Browns, like any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then was it, I think it had cousins on the Jets, which I've seen that a lot. And I like that. <laughs> I really I like, too. I, I like cousins to the Jets. I, like I want it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a tower to the Cardinals. Oh yeah. They said Bradford to the bills. That'd be funny. No way! Ooh, that's like that's one stop before Cleveland. Oh yeah, they oh yeah they have they have McCown to Broncos. 
Um, no, I think if McCown doesn't play this year, he's going to retire for the Jets. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Bridgewater, Minnesota, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, they said McCarron to the Giants. <laughs> so what's up with McCarron's contract? So he's actually filing a grievance. So he's going to be a restricted free agent. So um, he's filing a grievance about how the Bengals – no, so restricted is like the Bengals can match an offer, and then unrestricted is where he can fully decide. But basically, where they they mishandled the Browns thing, and just like he felt, he feels like they've been kind of like shitty to him in general. So he's selling a grievance about like trying to become like he. So he wants to become unrestricted is the thing. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this also had a uh, Case Keenum going to the Redskins, which is kind of funny. No, okay, yeah, they, he's not going to stay with Minnesota, huh? Probably not, because like I think. All, okay, so all three of their quarterbacks are gonna are like their contracts are gonna be up. So I imagine they sign Teddy, and then have to get back up elsewhere because Bradford and Keenum will probably get more than backup level stuff. So I don't know about Bradford gets help, but Keenum has definitely earned his contract. So good for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, if Keenum wins a Super Bowl, which is <laughs> but if Keenum wins a Super Bowl, they gotta sign him back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If they, if they won the Super Bowl with Case Keenum, that'd be that's such an improbable <laughs> talk about improbable Super Bowl winners. Anyway, um, watch them just not sign him anyway. Be, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Dilford, that's about where it is. Anyway, <laughs> that was more of the 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 Minnesota offense is better than that Baltimore offense was though. But um, yeah, then that one, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Anyway, so on to the most important part of the show the defenses and kickers um so here so i was thinking so denver against indy um and that there's an that game um detroit gets chicago although detroit has been kind of weak lately they've regressed from that early season touchdown form so eh. i think they have a good floor mm-hmm. yeah they could they could get this is good this could be where they get another pick six um the yeah. saints obviously get Bryce Petty in yeah. New Orleans. So, for the love of God, if the Saints defense is available in your league for some reason, you go get them. Yeah, I'm probably unless playing you have Jacksonville. Too. Yeah, like <laughs> unless you have Jacksonville or the Ravens, um, or maybe <laughs> yeah. Philly, which those are like the three top ones. Minnesota's got to go against Cincy too, but yeah, Saints have a lot of upside this week. And then the Buffalo Miami matchup. Either side could be good in that. Um, same with Washington versus Arizona. I don't want to play any of those four, but like, if you have no good options, you know, possibly. I don't know which one I would want. Maybe Buffalo. Yeah. Or Washington. Who knows? Hey, Buffalo is still in the playoff race. Yeah, they have something to play for. And then I also wrote San Francisco here. I wanted to talk about this one a bit, just because like they've got Tennessee and they're favored, which is weird. Just because like where weird. the T teams are at record wise, but Tennessee's not been good lately. So I don't know. I don't know if I could start San Francisco. No, I don't think I could context. either. I don't think I could either. I just wanted to like kind of discuss it very briefly. Maybe against Bryce Petty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, okay. After the Saints, they're definitely my top of these. Uh, who who is your second choice of these? Um, I think I like Denver. Yeah, personally. I'd say Saints, then Denver, then Detroit. And then those I think other Denver's four. Denver's D kinda... is a little bit back on track. It was Von Miller that basically broke Josh McCown's hand against yeah. the ground. Mm-hmm. 
Miller's a big dude. <laughs> was fast. it this the South Park last season where they they call they call Randy Marsh Von Miller as his like spy name or whatever? Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, they 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 send they send him as like a spy. They like you're Miller Von Miller, and it's hilarious because it takes place in Colorado, obviously. So <laughs> that was great. Um, I appreciate that reference. Um, kickers, uh, any kickers in particular you like this week? I know those are your thing. You the kicker whisperer. Um, the kicker whisperer. I've done the foot well whisperer, a la Rex um, Ryan. Um, yeah. So, oh God. <laughs> what, where do you think the foot touchdowns are at this week? Um, I think any kicker in your Monday or not Monday night, uh, Sunday night game, Pittsburgh and Steelers is good. Um, as far as streaming options. Not not to interrupt too much. Actually, that's not the night game. The night game's at Dallas, Oakland. The uh, New England Pittsburgh is an afternoon one. Yeah, sorry, I meant yeah. Yeah, well, I I keep thinking it's Sunday night too. It should be. It's the better game. Anyway, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Why is that? At least it's not the Dolphins, right? Yeah, that's what I was about <laughs> to say. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you got a couple guys. Uh, I think you can go with uh, one of the Carolina or. Green Bay kickers this game. I think both of them will be all right, at least scoring points. Um, Jake Elliott should do well. Uh, even if Nick Bowles can't get into the end zone, they should be able to move the ball enough that Elliott is getting some foot touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Prater is going to have a great game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I like uh, Matt Bryan a lot against Tampa. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I said, it's going to be a lot of points scored so you know there's going to be some uh you know many many foot touchdowns and then um always a chance for a bigger one i like robbie gold the most this week especially in daily because he's 4500 on fanduel um but the san francisco offense i think will get stopped like just enough (laughs) and like uh, it's one of those things where they don't have a lot of good red zone options so there's gonna be a lot of foot touchdowns in place i think yeah, Suckup could do pretty well, too, if he's available. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, um, Walsh is against that, that Rams game. That's going to be um, high scoring, I think. Lutz is probably owned. Um, and then uh, Lambeau against, they got Houston. So, I mean, maybe calling off the dogs at some point. There's lots of push touchdowns there. But there's a lot of good kicker <laughs> options this week, for sure. Yeah, I didn't realize that you had uh, Gano and Crosby as well as Elliott and Prater. Yeah, yeah, like all of them. There's a lot of good options. There's going to be like a lot of high-scoring games, a lot of games where um, calling up the dogs may uh, up the kicker value a bit. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. So we've got the kickers and defenses down. That's always the exciting part. And then... On to what is usually the, I said I like I like the playoff special a lot too, but as far as a regular thing we do, the sleeper streamers starts buzzball predictions where it's so specific, it's just really fun. So um yeah, let's get into it. So hit me with uh your start. Yeah, so my start this week is uh Rivers. This is a tough matchup. I believe it's in Kansas City. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's in Kansas City. Yes. Um just a tough area to play in. Uh, but Kansas City's defense has not been great. They did better against Carr last week, uh, but I think that might have been more of Oakland's ineptitude on offense. 
So I like to stick with Reaver, Rivers, keep him started. Reavers, sorry. Reavers. How do I reach these keys? <laughs> yeah, it's because I started reading the next part, which was Breeze. And that's just like a little note. Um, Breeze hasn't been great this season. He got like 18 last week, which was solid. But don't get cute. Keep him in this week. He's playing the Jets. Their secondary is Garbo. Mm-hmm. If you haven't started him. Yep. Yeah, all right. I like I like those. I like those. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the Rivers would be um, he'll be the chief reason they uh, they win this week. <laughs> uh, oh, <no>. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Marquis Goodwin, um, I think he'll help his team get a good win as well. But um, and he'll help you get a good win this week in fantasy. Um, yeah, how'd you like that one? Oh, better. I think I liked it better. Mm-hmm. And the chief reason it was spot on. Anyway, yeah. so. He's he's a big part of this offense now, and um, Garoppolo's got eyes for him, and they've and we've got, got eyes for Garoppolo. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh man, he's a hunk. So um, yeah, they've got <laughs> they've got Tennessee this week, right? Yeah, um, and Tennessee's pretty bad. They're actually favored. It's at home. Um, you, you you keep hoping for the touchdown regression for Goodwin. Um, like I said, he's not a big guy, so he doesn't really get that red zone look as much, but he can break a big one off, and um. He, he, the targets are there more like he's got a better floor now than he used to so um he he still has a chance to break a thousand yards for the year what's he at now i think is it like he, 750 or something something like that he's actually like one of the fastest players in the league believe it or not yeah so which is crazy i think it, espn okay so sorry I, I like yahoo's website a lot better they like it every nice. yeah i want to switch our league over too but anyway um so Thank yeah you. marquis goodwin has 783 on the year. He has three more games to hit a thousand. I think he, I think he can do it. That's so two seventeen yeah. over three games. Yeah, the Jacksonville game would make it tough, but the Tennessee and Rams could help. Um, it's hard not to like the guy too. Yeah, it's like easy to root for him. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he's so freaking fast. He met all these uh, all these uh, ex Bills receivers are killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always forget he was with them because he was such a not like a non factor. He just was. Mm-hmm. He didn't stand out. Yeah, but um, it's also the Bills' offense anyway. Um, the Bills. Yeah, so he's uh, and also didn't I haven't like, I haven't seen this on any news outlets. But um, didn't you say his father passed away? I did read that uh, earlier. The son he had an Instagram post about it that his father had passed away, which is obviously really hard to deal with. He's not an old, he's not old by any means. He's like our age, I think younger, and he. With him losing his, uh, he had a miscarriage earlier in the year, and now his father's passed away. Like, it's pretty hard not to root for this guy. Yeah, it's so sad, man. Like, all that's he's he's twenty seven. Yeah, all that stuff's happened to him, and like, especially just this year too. It's crazy to think about. Like, obviously, you're praying for him and his family. You know, it's, is he twenty seven? Yeah. Oh man, he just turned so twenty seven last month. Yeah, he's been in the league longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. How yeah, long was he with Buffalo? Um, he was so he came in the league 2013. Uh, he was with Buffalo, um, 2013 through last year, and then um, he didn't do much there. So he's actually also got, he came in late. Yeah, so 41 of his 90 receptions um, had like like his 90 career receptions at 41 have been this year. Um, but yeah, because I I think he came in late because I think he actually went to go like train for the Olympics. That's right. Okay, because I was gonna say like I don't remember him playing in the league for s- six years. 
Yeah, because this is his fifth year. Yeah, because he went to Texas. I mean, look up his college stuff. Because like, I'm because I'm pretty sure I like he was going to come straight to the league, but he wanted to like train for the Olympics. So, okay, he's fast as hell. So, go good one. Start mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I like him to start this week. He'll uh, he'll help you out. And like I said, he, he has that breakaway speed. So, yeah. All right. So, next up is the streamers. So. Some guys we talked about, um, we, we both agreed on these two guys, um, Nick Foles and Blake Bortles. I wrote Bottles because that's what I'm going to keep calling him. Because when, when, <laughs> when you're starting him in your fantasy team, you're going to have some bottles handy. Um, <laughs> just to handle the anxiety. You're not sure. What did yeah. I just do? Well, no. Okay, sorry. He, so I go back to good one. Yeah. So, yeah, he, his last year was 2012 at Texas. So, yeah, I guess he did um, come right in. Okay, no, that seems weird. Anyway, um yeah, he must have been old. He, he played. He played all four years. So at college, that's probably it. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not uh, a common occurrence nowadays. Anyway, so yes, Foles and Bortles uh, both get good matchups. Um, the Giants and the um, Texans, respectively, um, both are pretty serviceable quarterbacks. Um, Bortles' weapons are getting healthier. Foles has a lot of weapons. I mean, if you lost once or um, aren't happy with Cousins or Smith matchups. Um, yeah, these guys you can look to. Yeah, I like both of them. Um, I think Bottles is going to have a good week. Yeah, who do you Set like? Who you like better? I like Bottles. Yeah, I like I like him a little, little bit better. It's mostly just because I know that the Eagles are going to be a run first team. Yeah. Whereas the Jags, like you, they're going to run obviously with Fournette, but you can really beat up on the Texans through the air, and that's how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's weird to say that Bortles is a safer pick than someone, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think Foles is definitely serviceable this week. What though, is this happening? What is happening? Yeah, um, yeah, it's Blake Blake Bottles, man. Um, <laughs> Blake Bottles. Yeah, say it like that from now on. Like you're Blake slurring. Bottles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they'll both probably throw twenty-five to thirty times. At most, I, this could this could be one of the games where Bortles only throws like 15 times. Though who knows? But um, Houston's a lot worse against the pass and the run, and the Giants um, are bad against both. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think the Eagles are going to try to run it a lot. Let's like a Jai, a little bit of some uh, blunt action in there as well. <laughs> um, oh yeah, some, some blunt and bottles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what a great team name. Yeah, anyway, um, if you had Laguerre Blunt and Blake Bortles, you could say Blunt and Bottles, and that'd be a solid team name. Anyway, uh, what is your sleeper, uh, Mozzie? Yeah, so my sleeper this week is someone who's been coming off an injury and might have been dropped after how long he took to come back, and that's Chris Hogan. I really like him this week. Um, it's total gut. There's not a whole lot of logic behind it, but sometimes gut works, and uh, I think he's going to put up some numbers this week against the Steelers. He, fun fact, played uh, like 90-something percent of the snaps against Miami. So even though he wasn't huge in catching the ball, um, I think this, the Patriots are a not only a good team, but they're a smart team. And they know not to start Hogan until he's healthy. So I think Hogan is fine um, health-wise. And this week, I see him getting that four for 70 in a touchdown stat line. Nice. I like it. Um, so I was torn between D.D. Westbrook and Corey Coleman. I think they'll both have about the same weeks. Obviously, um, 
deities tied to bottles. Um, yeah. But, um, I guess I like I like Corcom this week. I don't. He doesn't have the same ceiling Josh Gordon does, but I think the like five for seventy is very realistic every single week for him. So if that's what you want, um, go for it. Like and he has some upside. Um, except I don't think I don't think he's. D.D. Westbrook has more upside than Corey Coleman, but I think Corey Coleman is a safer floor than D.D. Westbrook. So it's kind of – I'll take like a both sleeper here. Like if you need a lot of upside, D.D., if you need a safer floor, uh, Corey Coleman. What about if Hearns plays? Are you definitely I don't, going with Coleman? I don't think he will. Um, no, no. And if he does, that obviously hurts D.D. a bit, and now maybe that would cap his upside for sure and also hurt his floor definitely. D.D.'s got some floor now, but it's – I said, if Hearns is back, it's definitely lower. Um, with Coleman, I mean, uh, the, the Ravens do struggle against tight end, so Njoku might get it. Um, obviously, Josh Gordon's good. But with Jimmy Smith out, Coleman's getting a pretty weak quarter now uh, since the next best guy is on Gordon. So, I don't know. They're they're looking they're looking better, looking up. Because um, I, I don't think he's going to, like, kill a week for you. Didi could, but um, both the guys are kind of like, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to per- – I think I might go with Didi if yeah. I was going to be the betting man. Just He's definitely the higher risk, more upside pick. Mm-hmm, for sure. A little more boom bust. Anyway, yeah. um, so on to sits. So I've been contemplating, you know, changing this one. Um, it's because I don't, I don't feel good saying set Mike Evans. And I'm not saying – you should sit him for sure. I'm saying temper expectations a lot. Um, I know, like you said, Michael Thomas had Greek last week against the Falcons. Um, I I think the risk is too high to start. If you started Evans and lived through last week, I don't know how I could like you can convince yourself to like go back to him. Like, like I said, I would I would go Devin Funchess over him right now. Um, I mean, in a flex spot, there's some options to consider. Like, if you have, like, Alex Collins and Mike Evans and you have a flex spot and those guys are your options, like, the, the floor for Collins is way safer, obviously, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely go Collins. Yeah. Even Rex Burkhead. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird starting Burkhead over Evans. But anyway, it's just one of the things where I, I say he's kind of like wide receiver two-ish, but I don't – I think it's more of a – like high end low end type of thing like he might blow for 20 points or he might get you five like like there's obviously the option in between which could be it but i think the odds of him getting 12 or less are way higher than him getting 18 or more okay it's kind of where yeah. i'm at like don't don't expect him to be a wide receiver one is what i'm saying or even wide receiver two like like expect expect what he's been is what i'm saying like don't start him thinking he'll blow up randomly that's my take. I think if it's going to be, like I said earlier, I think if he's going to do well, it's going to be in a divisional matchup. So I don't I don't know how I feel about Evans. I feel like he could do some damage this game, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not ready to call it because of how poor it's been so far this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and then uh, who who is your sit, Mozzie? Uh, my sit is one player on a team that, like, I was, I was trying to think of a sit guy this week. I'm yeah, just, I had a tough time, like, too. I'm like, who should it be? And it's a little like, more you know obvious what? this week, yeah. I'm going to be extra, extra, extra correct this week. <laughs> um, sit Robbie Anderson. He's a great wide receiver, um, but 
Bryce Petty is the worst quarterback in the National Football League uh, that's starting. Um, and I, he's going to target Anderson a lot. He will. Probably get 10 targets. But I think he probably gets two or three catches off of it. So I'm not trusting him. I'm really not trusting any Jets right now. Like, not any of them. So I'll, my sit is more of the Jets in general for the rest of the year. Because this week they have New Orleans on the road. They suck on the road. Next week they have the Chargers. And the Chargers, especially if they win this week, are not going to go into New York and lose to the Jets uh-huh. on a playoff. They just can't and won't. Not yet. So, all right. So, teams we're avoiding are not, the Jets, obviously now, um, mm-hmm. and the Redskins and the Titans. It seems like we're avoiding them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And start to limit the teams that you are okay going to at this point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and Arizona and Denver minus Fitz and Demarius is kind of avoid as well. Um, yeah, there's a few teams where they have like one person, like yeah. the Texans. I'm avoiding except for DeAndre Hopkins. Buffalo has, you know, McCoy. Possibly Taylor, but yeah, like Miami's got Landry and Drake, and like Drake. That, mm-hmm. And then okay, I just wrote in Marshawn Lynch here on a sit. If I think Sean Lee's healthy still, so that's gonna hurt Lynch a lot. Um, it's I think it's gonna be like a last week or less thing. Like last week, if he doesn't get the touchdown, he's Garbo. So yep, because I know Lynch was my sit. And I changed the Funches, and both had about. The same weeks, like 12, 13 points, I think, which is okay, but not yeah. studly. Devin Punch, you expect more. Punches will definitely have a great week this week, I think. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, um, bold predictions. So, some interesting names we've got here. Um, not high, uh, high, pri- high profile names. So, I say. Jay Ajayi will be a running back one. A, not the A. So, like, top, you know, 10, 12 kind of guy. Um, I don't know if I said Foles is streamable. I think he is. I think I think the Eagles will just score a lot of points this game. Um, I, I think Foles probably gets you, like, 16, 18 in that range. But I think Ajayi finally gets that. Sorry, I, I, mean, I was about to say some words that makes it. I think he'll get a large workload. Um <laughs> I was going to say he'll get that big load you've been waiting for, but that, yeah, um, <laughs> he'll get that large workload. Um, so, like, on a blunt may get, like, 12, 15, too, but I think Ijai should get that 15, 18, maybe even 20 uh, carries and maybe a couple catches. Um, Interesting. I think it's a Jake Elliott week. I'm <laughs> sensing a lot of field – or, sorry, foot touchdowns. I almost yeah. said it. Foot touchdowns on the field. There you go. You said yeah. you were, like, field – anyway. Um, field downs. <laughs> field downs <laughs> that's okay um <laughs> oh man that's what christian hackenberg has um sorry i shouldn't say that <laughs> that's awful <laughs> um see i think ajay will be a top i'll say 12 10 i don't know he will be an rb1 whatever your league's rb1 cutoff is <laughs> um i also think funchess will be great this week but that's kind of an easy call so that's not very – anyway, you're up. Yeah, Funches should have a good week. Um, so mine's pretty out there. But I think if Robert Woods plays, I'm starting him. I think he's a WR1 this week, and I see him torching the Seattle defense for a long one. So I have here that he will get a 60-yard touchdown score against Seattle. 
It's bold, but like that's what we do. He's uh, this is a divisional matchup. I think the Rams play the Seahawks better than any other division mm-hmm. uh, team in the division. Yeah, even the Jeff Fisher Rams did. <laughs> yeah, even the Jeff Fisher Rams did. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. He made Goff look like garbage. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what a head coaching change can do, huh? It is pretty insane, actually. Like, the amount of change that's occurred on that team is monumental. Sean McVay's got to be coach of the year, right? Yeah, I don't I don't see how he's not. I mean, Belichick or someone's always in there. Maybe maybe Zimmer. Yeah, Zimmer. That's what I'd say. Zimmer is the only other guy I can think of. But, like, the turnaround. Because like, Minnesota had, like, they obviously trailed off last year. But the turnaround for... The Rams, no one expected that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it should be McVay, personally. OC of the year probably goes to um, Jets one, honestly. <laughs> he honestly could. I don't know. He's in the running. Because, well, yeah. I mean, McVay basically does the Rams offense. So. Yeah, and he can't get both. <laughs> defensive coordinator of the year has to be the Jacksonville defensive coordinator. Like it's gotta be. Yeah, I was gonna say either the Jacksonville guy or the Chargers, the guy that oh, they yeah. got from Jacksonville, right? Gus Bradley. Yeah, I think so. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I I think Woods could have a pretty good week, but definitely Boomer bust for me at least. Okay. Yeah, because I don't I don't know how much they'll get him involved off this weekend. Cooper Cup's been playing well. Watkins could have a good week. Who knows? Anyway, um. Yeah, Watkins. So Watkins was my original pick for this and then i saw woods was gonna come back mm-hmm. and i was like you know i think woods is gonna do it yeah but i know we like all their weapons which means uh we, by extension we like golf this week i i mean yeah yeah golf's a good play this week i'm, I'm torn between him and keenum in our league it's kind of it's kind of tough for me i think i would do golf because i yeah. think uh with cincy they're just gonna use latavius and mckinnon yeah. keenum should have a decent game but i golf's probably gonna go off and i, I gotta be the idea this week so <laughs> Go for the upside, yeah, dog. Yeah, because he's got Gurley, so it'll uh, it. Um, oh, that okay. that so that's actually that actually lowers the variance. Um, so like having the quarterback and the running back together, that's like. So I guess cross lineup, like like because if one has like a good game and one has a bad game, like it could balance out if they both score a lot of points, kind of like it's yeah. It's there's a lot to it, but anyway, um, we'll talk about that more at the end. So oh yeah, I forgot to talk about last week's calls. So. Most of her calls were good. The only ones that missed were Lamar Miller as a sleeper and saying sit Lynch and Funchess. Um Funchess had one broken play that saved his day. Um Lynch got a garbage time touchdown. So like they weren't far off. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Um so not quite sits. Um Lamar Miller was a dud. But so if you said start, Pat's running back, then Kareem Hunt, check. Stream Kaiser and James Winston check. Uh Goodwin as a sleeper and uh, Cousins as a sit check. Um, Hunt got back on track. Uh, Dez didn't blow up, but he did get like what seventy and a touchdown. So you know they didn't need him too much. So <laughs> our calls were pretty solid last week. I think we're getting better. Yeah, at this. our calls were great. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of last week's calls, we both nailed our locks and upsets. So yeah, is that the first time that's happened? I know. I think the week before we got three of the four, but um, yeah, we're we're getting decent these picks. So um. Last week, you went ten and six, and I went nine and seven. Lots of nine and seven weeks for me. I feel like uh, I feel like the Cowboys, but just slightly better. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, onto the onto the picks. Um, 
yeah, we can uh, go through this quickly. Um, yeah. These pickies. So we've got uh, first up, we've got Denver and Indy on Thursday night. Uh, I've got Indianapolis. I'm going to take Denver in this one. Um, uh, not, don't really lose. I mean, it's kind of an irrelevant game, so um, uh, I'll just pick him one. Yeah, and this one's Denver actually uh, this was actually my upset of the week, so I guess we'll start with upsets and locks first. Um, this was okay. the there were no other games that I remotely liked the underdog in. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, so this is one where I was like unsure. So I'm like, sure, Indy's the underdog. So that's why is my upset? Um, who's your upset? Yeah, my upset is the Rams. I think they're mm-hmm. going to beat Seattle this week. Seattle. It's gonna be a close game. I just want them to lose. <laughs> it's okay to have some bias. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my lock is gonna be Washington over Arizona. I think this is gonna be a low-scoring game, like I like I mentioned. Um, I don't feel like I, I feel kind of confident about this, but the the spread's low enough that I can I can count it. But um, yeah, I, it's gonna be like like I said, fourteen, thirteen, or something. But I think Washington will win. I'll say seventeen, okay. thirteen. Anyway, yeah, who's your lock? Uh, yeah, so my lock is Dallas. I have Dallas beating Oakland this week, and I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, Dallas has their playoff hopes in sight, so I think they're going to be locking in on a win this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as, I, uh, as much as I want to cheer for my team, it's hard to. Yeah, now. I'd love um, if Oakland won and just screwed them over. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, so um, so on on the games, yeah. So Denver, Indy, I have Indy, you have Denver. Um, Chicago at Detroit. Uh, we both got Detroit. Kind of yep. sense. Um, although Chicago looked pretty good last week. Um, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, but got the Chargers. Although I think this will be a really close game. Looking forward to watching this one. Yeah, I can't. This is a pro- one of my games of the week. Kansas City could definitely win this. I just have the Chargers right now because I like the narrative. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I, I think the Chargers win the division. Um, I, want, right. I as much as I, I don't really hate the Chargers that much. It's like as a Raiders fan, like it's kind of like oh, I don't like the Chiefs on the Broncos. Chargers are kind of whatever. But seeing Philip Rivers get some playoff wins would be kind of nice. Um, Philly at Giants. It's Philly for me and, and you. It seems. Yeah, I've got Philly. Yeah, um, Green Bay at Carolina. This is definitely a closer one. I've actually got Carolina here. I think they ride the wave and uh, crush the Packers' hopes. I'm gonna take Green Bay. I saw and you with the, I saw you with the squiggle there. That <laughs> was a tough one for you. Pretty just divided on it. It's a really tough game to call, um, but something just tells me the Packers haven't played this hard and gotten this far to lose with once Rodgers comes back. Mm-hmm. So whatever, taking Green Bay. It'll be a good game though. Um, oh, so yeah. Next up, Cincy at Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, Miami at Buffalo. Um, I've got Buffalo as long as Tyrod Taylor plays. Otherwise, Miami. Um, I'm taking Miami just for the time being. Ooh. Just I don't know why. Ooh. Just some divisional matchup. Uh, I think it's kind of regardless of if Tyrod plays. They, I mean, if they play any way they did against New England, they should win this. Yeah, Cutler's gonna stay smoking hot. Um. <laughs> So Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville seems the clear, clear choice. Although it's about New England, so who knows? Yeah, I've got Jacksonville as well in yeah. this matchup. Um, then Jets at New Orleans with a 16-point spread. Uh, I'm going New Orleans with that 16-point spread. Yeah, I think they're going to cover that spread. Also, my prediction for this game is 31 to 10. So, yeah, gotcha, New Orleans. Gotcha. All the way. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next up, Arizona at Washington. Uh, it's like we both got Washington. It's I mean, it's not going to be a good game by any means, and Arizona could win this easily, but I'm locking in on Washington. Yeah, um, this is another game. I don't really know if I have a definitive favorite in it, but I guess I just like Washington's mediocrity more than Arizona's mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be close, though, but bad. Um, next up, Baltimore-Cleveland. Uh, yeah, Baltimore. This is not going to be the Browns one, man. Watch it be. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah, they get Chicago next week. That would be the only possible one for me. Um, next up, uh, Rams at Seattle. So I know you've got the Rams as your upset. I like Seattle this one. Um, at home, apparently only Kirk Cousins can beat them. So. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I'm still going to take the Rams. I like that as my upset. Mm-hmm. Um, New England at Pittsburgh. Um, I've got New England for now. I may change it, though. I've got New England. I think I'm going to stick with that. Pittsburgh, by all means, could win. I just think Brady is going to have himself a night. Yeah, I I agree. This is going to be a great game, too, the super high over-under. Oh, yeah. Next up is Tennessee at San Fran. Um, San Fran rides that wave. Jimmy G continues his undefeated starting streak, and San Francisco wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to take San Fran. Tennessee just is such a meh, mm-hmm. like team. They're right not a now. playoff team. I, they got to get knocked out. So yeah, yeah, please for the love of God. No, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I said I said that a few weeks ago, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, because I know Baltimore's deserving, but after that, like that sixth spot is going to be butts. I don't know who else can get it. Yeah, I mean, maybe one of the. It's either going to be Tennessee or one of those AFC West teams. So can both the Chiefs and Chargers get in? I mean, I think it's. I mean, I'm not sure. It depends on how the rest shakes out. Because right now, it's um, it's like I think it's like the Titans and the. So it's Tennessee and Buffalo right now. So Baltimore's not in, not in right now. So if, like, I think it's gonna be end up being, like the Chargers and Chiefs both make it, and then Baltimore makes it. I can see that. Yeah, but um. Technically, Miami's still in attention. That's hilarious. Um, anyway, so on to the next one. Uh, Dallas at Oakland. As much as it much as that pays me to pick against Oakland, their their downfall. There's they're spiraling down. It's it's a tailspin. Cooper's out. I, I, I think Dallas wins. It sucks, but yeah. My how the turntables. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, the turntables turn. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Michael Scott. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Lastly, Atlanta at Tampa. I do have Atlanta here. Yeah, um, I I guess I'm picking Tampa. Uh, Are you? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of put it down, but it doesn't seem beyond me. This is just a random upset call for a NFC South home game. I'm not super sold on Atlanta yet. I think they're playing better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think New Orleans, if they have Alvin Kamara wins last week, and I I think Atlanta is the worst team with, in that division that is, like, doing well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah the, Saint, the Saints and Panthers are better, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, of the three good teams in that division, I think they're the worst. So I actually think Tampa wins this week and sort of clouds their playoffs. their playoffs, yeah. There's, yeah, half of the games this week, so eight of the 16 games this week are divisional games, which I love, so. 
Yeah, the NFL's been backloading the divisional games onto the end of the schedule, um, especially this year. So you're getting a lot. Yeah, I know that there's like a lot. There was like a couple like weeks of like I think in October, like when the NBA starts and then baseball and hockey are going. They like kind of scheduled like the not as good games. Um, kind of full that way. Anyway, so um, I guess one last thing to talk about. We've mentioned a couple times. So playing for your matchup. Um, if you think you're the like favorite or the underdog, it changes what you do. Um, or if you've got like two week matchups. So like in one of mine, it's a two week matchup, and I just I lost. I was I'm down like fifty. Um, because like my running backs pooped, and the guy had like a lot of studs. So. I have to make up some uh, some ground, so it's kind of a thing where okay, I have AJ Green and Tyreek Hill um, and Devin Funchess, and like which do I play of the three? It's kind of like or I have Alvin Kamara in the Saints D. Do I play Michael Thomas or do I switch him out for someone else to try to like, maximize my upside? Um, kind of thing. So if you're the if you're the underdog, you want to increase your variance. So playing a quarterback wide receiver stack is increasing your variance. You have a a higher possible outcome. So, like, if you have a Newton and Funchess, um, it when if Newton throws to Funchess, that it doubles up for you. But um, if if Newton has a bad game, that hurts Funchess as well. So you have you have a lower floor too. So like, what with the lower floor or the higher ceiling, they go hand in hand there. Or you know, if um if your opponents um you know if you're trying to cap your opponent's upside too, um say your opponent has Russell Wilson, okay, you play Jimmy Graham or um something like that. Kind of kind of ways to like stack. Like it, playing a running back with the team's defense is a good way to do. Like so, if you got the Saints D and Alvin Kamara, um, that's a good way to go. Um, stuff like that. So, um, or like Brown and uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah, if you've got that, you're set. Um, right. Like or like if you go like Brady Cooks Gronk like a super stack or something. I don't know. Just kind of thinking. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where my daily uh, fantasy comes in. But um, yeah. So basically. Or even like um, in the same game, um, if you've got like Steelers and Patriots or uh, Rams and Seahawks, like those are that that's increased variance. Like if if one team does well, the other team has to keep up. So like Brady, if Brady gets a lot of points, Brown will have to get a lot of points as well. If the Steelers want to stay in it. So keep that in mind if you're the underdog, and if you're if you're the favorite, you want to avoid this scenario. So if you have you know. Breeze and Kamara and Thomas, you know, that, I mean, obviously the Breeze, the Thomas thing, but if you have Thomas and Kamara, that helps because they balance each other out. You know, if the passing game is uh, more active then you know, it helps. Um, so you've got like Funches and Jay Stew that kind of balances out or quarterback and running back balances out too. So Breeze and Kamara, or um, say you've got uh big Ben and Le'Veon Bell. That, that kind of goes together too, though, because Bell catches a lot of passes, but uh, you, you like, Hunt, yeah, Hunt and uh, like Hunt and Smith, or um, I don't like to do this a ton, but playing a defense um, against the player you have. So say um, you've got Jordan Howard, but you're also playing the Lions defense, kind of thing. So that 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 one really caps your upside. So like the right. play, yeah, yeah p- playing like a running back and a quarterback doesn't cap your upside. It limits it a bit, but it helps your floor a lot. Playing playing a defense and a player from the opposite team that's only if you're like a huge favorite that like really limits your upside but definitely uh helps your floor a lot so i'm not a fan of that one as much um it's more it's more of a thing where like if you think the other team's gonna play catch up and get some pick sixes but also the quarterback will do well so it's it's kind of a weird situation i'm not a fan of that one but um 
Yeah, me neither. But um, yeah, l- l- limiting your opponent's upside is nice too. Um, so kind of uh, the variance goes like in your lineup and across lineups too. Um, the the playing the playing someone like playing your opponent's number one receiver is like always a good move because <laughs> like it keeps you guys in line. So basically like the Wilson to Graham kind of thing, or um, I guess a better one would be Rivers to Keenan Allen. So if your opponent has Rivers and you have Keenan Allen, if Allen has a bad game, Rivers probably has a bad game. But if Rivers has a good game, Keenan Allen probably has a good game. So like tying yourself into your opponent can be pretty helpful sometimes. It's a smart thing to do. I like to do that if they have a, say if they have a quarterback and I think that quarterback is going to do pretty well, I'll probably grab one of the receivers mm-hmm. that I think he's going to be throwing it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of anything else, but basically, do you know, think of okay? So your opponent is Russell Wilson. All right, you um, are the favorite. So what do you do? Okay, you play Jimmy Graham. Um, you play Mike Davis, I think. Yeah, you probably do that too. Because um, if Russell Wilson does well, um, maybe Mike Davis gets some of those catches and they run off the clock later. Um, but but it could could be a problem where like. They're running the game doesn't click, so Russell has to play hero. That's probably more likely. So maybe not. That <laughs> might be a bad example. But it basically think of ways where if your opponent's player does one thing, that the most probable event for your opponent's players, how do you need to adjust to that? Basically, it's kind kind of a long spiel there, but it's super important depending on if you just stuck into the playoffs and you've gotten lucky a bit. Um, how you need to approach playing someone strong? Like I'm playing a guy that has like Russell and Todd Gurley. Um, so I, and I have Goff and Jimmy Graham and Mike Davis. So it's kind of like balances out, but, um, and then obviously Mazi, your favorite is playing people who have something to play for. Yeah. That's always something I do. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's something I've done for the past few years of fantasy. It's worked pretty well, yeah, especially in daily fantasy. I think too. <laughs> oh Yeah. Anyway, um, hopefully you you personally uh, enjoyed me ranting there, and everyone listening hopefully enjoyed that. But like I said, you don't want to you don't just play for getting the most points because that's not the smartest way to play. You play to beat your opponent. That's why like I'm not the I'm not the highest score in our league, but like I had the best record because like I like I think I had like the third most points out of ten, which isn't bad. It wasn't by a lot, but like I often have the best record because like I play specific weeks. Obviously, my point, like, there's some luck. My points, I guess, are kind of low. But, I mean, like I said, you have to play to your opponent. So, it's important. Mm -hmm. So, Maz, you got anything to add to that whole spiel? No, no, I think you covered most of it. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, anyway, uh, everyone who listened, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we'll be back for that uh, final bit. Um, we probably won't preview. I don't know if there's a need to preview seventeen, but we'll definitely. I think. I think we'll do like an end of season review after everything's all said and done. Yeah, maybe we'll just do like some picks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. All right. Well, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you are still alive. If not, you know, keep watching. <laughs> hope hope you guys get some uh, fancy championships. Yeah. Good luck with the rest of your season, guys. Yep. You got it. All right. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, but don't stress out too much. Just take it easy. Yeah, don't tinker too much. (laughs) Yeah, just right. Get that board just right and win that championship. Hey. Hey.